Welcome, everyone, to the 178th Annual Fakner Podcast Awards. Annual. I am Brandon T. McClure, your host, and with me is Best Cinematographer winner, Sparks Witty. I don't, I don't know why I'm getting this, but okay. Best Actor winner, Ben Magnet. <laughs> I had a bit, but I'm not going to go with it anymore. <laughs> Best Visual Effects winner, Ryan Eliopoulos. It's me. I'm a computer. But this week, we all lost the Star Wars. Wait, would oh. you win though? Uh, I'm the host. Oh, uh, but there wasn't a host. There this aren't year. hosts anymore. Oh shit! We don't do hosts. All right, we gotta start over. Sorry. <laughs> we all lost the Star Wars. No, no we okay. won. We won. We won the Star Wars. Host, care to comment on the uh, lack of women nominated for the Fake Nerd Awards? Whatever. Ooh, he said the Fake Nerd Awards. I was thought he was gonna go with the Academy Awards. Oh. Uh, wait for our April Fool's episode someday. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> If we could ever figure it out. I hope Natalie Portman told him off again this year. <laughs> she did. She wore that. She wore. Coat. I mean, yeah, she wore that outfit. Yeah. Um, That's good. I want to sign whatever petition to get a, a best female director award because yeah. damn guys. Yeah. Somebody need it. Um, okay. We're back. Yeah. It's us. It uh, is. Quick programming note up top because uh, most of you are probably not going to listen to up the end top, of the episode. Down low. Uh, Mark Guggenheim interview had to be rescheduled. The, the Googs. So uh, we will let you know as soon as. We know when that is. He was a busy guy. We will let you know when that's done. <laughs> probably we probably won't let you know when it's coming up anymore. I legit forgot because about the, thir- the first time this happened. Because delays happen with a busy man like Mark Guggenheim. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Making no promises movies. on when it'll happen. Right in But one day it'll happen. And then I... Uh, well, bless your ears with it. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the outrage about the We Lost the Star Wars line on Twitter? No. People you were, mean that people I loved saw, it? I saw you tweet no, about it. There were so many people like upset about it. Like you got to explain to it first to the audience. Okay, sorry. Okay, you're right. We never do that. I always forget it's to do that. I, I, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, it came out, Ryan Johnson's script on Twitter. Uh, not Ryan Johnson's. Trevor Rowe. Colin Trevor Rowe's script on, 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 on Star Wars, what would have been called Episode Nine: Duel of Fates, uh, was leaked. And in it, towards the end, is a sequence where, and it's, by the way, confirmed that that is, in fact, his script from before uh, Carrie Fisher passed away. Um and it's revealed in the script that General Hux kills himself with a purple lightsaber. Yeah. He, co- lightsaber. he commits seppuku. He commits seppuku. Um, he, uh, in the script, it says that he lost the Star General Wars. General Hux has lost the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Chancellor. 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 Right, he's the what Chancellor. a baller. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's um it's a, uh, cause he's like, he realizes he, he, his ships are destroyed and, and he realizes he has lost the Star Wars or something like that. So like there were tons of people online who were just like, uh, that's awful. Of course, the script was terrible. This whole script was like, like guys, you would never have seen that line. Yes, it's not dialogue. Yeah. it's just it's nothing. He's having fun. Yes, it's, it's descriptive. It's fun. Yeah, you, I bet you J.J. Abrams wrote he lost the. I bet you J.J. Abrams wishes he wrote he, he lost the Star Wars. Yeah, that's, that's the sentence. <laughs> yeah, he wishes yeah. Uh, he actual of scripts that. and like what you see in the movie. They're usually very different. Things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, especially with big movies like Star Wars. Yeah, and especially like. The script would have been rewritten anyway because Carrie Fisher was still in it. Yeah. Um, well, the more I see about that movie, I'll be honest, I really wanted to see it. I agree, and I and I speculated maybe one day in the future we'll get like the Star Wars like maybe. comic version. Like, hey, here's a, a fake episode nine. It yeah. makes a lot of money. Maybe. I'll um, take it. Since I'm already talking, how about I go first with my week? Sure. Um, let's see. I, I like your Wally and Eve shirt. Oh, thank you. My girlfriend has the other side. It makes the heart. Oh, that's oh. Uh, that's too much. That's too much. It's too cute. <laughs> you hate it now. I hate it. <laughs> you, have to, you have to like hold her. 
partially up lay <laughs> on you yeah. or put her on a to make it perfectly aligned chair next to uh, you. Just so the audience know, I'm wearing half of a Wally and Eve couple shirt. Eva, it makes a makes a heart. Um, all right, so let's see. I did. I watched Uncut Gems. So did Damn I. It. Oh wait, no, I saw that last week. You did see you did see it last week, and you were the reason why I wanted to see it this oh, week. I gotta see it. Thank you. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, it I'm, is. We're dropping the ball. It's. Did you see? Did you see 1917, Ben? Not yet. Okay. I know you That's did. That's also really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Uncut Gems was really incredible. It is it as really intense real. as people say it is? Yeah. Okay. I really want to see it then. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like movies that make me feel uncomfortable. It's not necessarily uncomfortable. It's just kind of like, is he going to be okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was uncomfortable. When yeah. I saw Uncut Gems, I was like, I mean, I was uncomfortable, but not as Midsommar uncomfortable. Is yeah. That yeah. better at getting <laughs> that feeling than Joker? What's up? Is it better at getting that feeling than Joker? I'd say so. Yeah. Academy Award winning Joker, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Well, Academy Award winning Joaquin Phoenix. Also, and Compilder Schneiderberg. I don't want to mispronounce <laughs> her name, but but good for her. Yeah, she deserves awesome. it, and I'm glad that is all Joker won. See. We are recording at this after the Oscars, so you'll hear many references to who won the Oscars. I'm going to say yeah. Parasite 100 times. Um, yeah, so I watched on Catch I thought it was incredible. I really like the dialogue, how everyone's talking over each other. It makes everything feel real in mm-hmm. a way that I haven't seen uh, seen before. It's really good, and that, not in the least what it looks like in the trailer. Did it get any Academy Award? No, Shit. not come a on, thing. yeah, you phonies. I hundred percent except agree. for Parasite. <laughs> and I saw an old movie. Oh, in the wake of uh, some tragic news that we saw, that mm-hmm. we will talk about in the begin in the beginning of our mm. news section, mm-hmm. uh, I saw Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, the original nineteen fifty four film by Buena Vista Studios, also known as Walt Disney Pictures. Oh boy, uh, starring Kurt Russell. Uh, it's delightful. It is a two hour long film. Feels a little longer, I'll be honest, because of the pacing at the time. Um, but it is crazy the kind of shit that 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 film could do back then. With the we're we're kind of back around to a stagecraft uh, now, but like putting just screens in the back and and making it look like the Nautilus is underwater. The squid is such an incredible feat of technology. Uh, people are doing their own stunts. It's a wild movie. There's a seal in it. I didn't know there was a seal in this movie. It's a really good movie. Does the squid have a name? Esme. Esme? Yeah. That's cute. Um, you wanted me to watch this movie for many, many years, Sparks. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we, uh, you gave me a set of uh, Disney CDs that had A Whale of a Tale. This is true. From this movie. And uh, I love that song. It's a great song. And one day I was singing it with you and you're like, Man, that was such a good movie. It's like I've never seen it. And you're like, I pulled a Ben. Yeah, uh, yeah. you pulled a me before I you. A ben. You pulled a me before you even knew me. It's, it's a me, a Ben. Uh, so I, 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 so I finally got to see it. So I could finally sing a whale of a tail. Sparks, again. don't you have a poster of that at your at your old residence? Yes, I do. I remember yeah, that. I have a Mondo poster for it. It's nice. That's a Mondo. Mm-hmm. That's rad. Yeah. I no, I, I love that movie. I think that movie's truly excellent. Um, uh, speaking of visual media, I finished Legion season two. Oh my gosh. Uh. We've we've talked about it often. Yeah, we did. Man. That finale is so good. Man. Dropping the ball hard this time. You need to finish Legion. Yeah. Season three is not we gotta, on we gotta do it. See, I'm not as pressed because season three is not available. So yeah. like which is stupid. That's where I'm at too. I was like when I realized it was done, I was like, Oh, we're more than halfway where through. Where is it available? Anywhere? Nowhere yet. The rumor is April of this year. I guess that's not far, but that thing's been done for a while. Yeah. It that's has. so weird. Um so I'm really stoked to finally see it. See the third season, that finale of second of season two was really great. And I started in my my kind of tradition. That I'm trying to keep going. I started Lock and Key. Yes, four episodes into Lock and Key, it's awesome. Good to hear. I really like it. Thank God. Spoiler for our episode three weeks away. I think my parents are almost done with it already. Really? Yeah. Hot dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do your parents binge stuff? 
when they like it. When they like it. Cool. I, I don't know what got them to decide lock and key is what we're going to watch, but they mm. told I talked to them yesterday and they're like, "Yeah, we just started lock and key. We're already five episodes in." And I'm like, "Oh damn!" It's Sweet. got a it's got a Goosebumps movie vibe to it. I uh, uh, I did see. I was reading an interview with Car- Carlton Cruz. Cues, the guy who made the who made the guy yeah, who made the yeah, show, yeah. Um, and uh, the stuff that I really like from the book is like the Lovecraft stuff, and apparently like they took all of that out because he wanted to try to do something different for the TV version, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes me really interested because some of that stuff's like crucial to the plot, yeah. so I'm really curious how they adapt it, and apparently people people still like it, so that's cool. I have not read the comic, so I cannot say. Yeah, but from what I have seen, I don't think he took it completely out. Yeah. I think we're in for a reveal at the end of the series. Mm. We'll talk but about I, it in two weeks. Know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not there yet, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I finished. So I started Lock and Key. I read some comics. I fin- I caught up on... This took me a while. I caught up. I was nine issues behind on this series. Batman, Superman. Uh, because I tied in Hell Arisen and two of the Year of the Villain ser- uh, books. Boy, because I was going to say, Batman, Superman it definitely is not doesn't have not nine I was about issues. So what, I, so what I do is I make sure that the tie-in comics are connected to the books so that I, wa- I read them in the order when I'm stacking my books. True. Um, so, I ha- so I had to read the, the two infected um, uh, issues, Commissioner and, um, and King Shazam, and then I had to read the Black Adam, Year of the Villain story, and then like six issues of Batman, Superman, and then the two issues of Hell Arisen, which is the new event comic with where Lex Luthor is attacking the Joker who laughs. I didn't even see that comic. It might have been sold out. We, I didn't an, we, see it. we announced it. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It, it's uh, the the Batman who laughs. He has taken his infected six. Um, which, we, we talked about it yeah. a while back, but I, I agree with Ryan. Like I didn't even see it in, go into the comic shop. Yeah. It That's might have been sold out. <clears throat> it's kind of a smaller event, but I really like it. Yeah. And the way and how it ties into Batman Superman is really good. Who rad. wrote it? James Tinian. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, we talked about it before. Like, everyone seems to be using the Batman who laughs except for Scott Snyder. Yeah. And uh, so he's one of them. James Tinian has been using him too. And then Joshua Williamson was introducing him in Batman Superman. Batman Superman book is really good, guys. Yeah, I'm an issue or two behind, but I've still bought it. But yeah, the, the next book arc, still looks good. The next arc has <laughs> Zod and Ra's al Ghul team up. I saw the, the preview for that. Yeah. I'm like, shit, that's really good. That's really good. I like those guys a lot. I'm so stoked. Uh, and then I wanted to call out another podcast, The <gasps> Weekly Planet. Why? Much famous, much more famous podcast than we. That's one of my favorite podcasts in the world. Y'all stole our Owen Wilson wow joke. No, I'm pretty sure they've done it before. <laughs> nope, first time ever. I don't know. First also, I'm pretty ever. sure we didn't invent the wow I joke. Sh- I don't believe, say anything. I believe that Brandon has been listening to that podcast the entire time and would know. Yeah. So, well, certainly sudden, more than I listen. All to of it. a sudden, they were going wow, wow. It's because Owen Wilson is like, in Loki. He's and, gonna be. And I was like, man, you guys listen to us, and you definitely stole that. It's <laughs> yeah. not true. None of that is true. I Don't definitely believe those two awesome Australians are listening to the show. I believe it. Yeah, if you guys are listening, say hi. Leave us a review. Prove five, it. Five stars. Or four. If you're I'm glad five. you like Legion, though. Yeah, I really did. That final and twenty thousand leagues. We talked about that. But that final yeah, we, really we we'll have we'll we'll find some kind of way to talk about all of Legion in retrospect. Yeah, that'd be fun. I want to do that. So the seasons two and three. I don't think we need to go over season one again, except in like a reference. Did yeah. we? Of seasons two and three. About Legion? We did. We did the first. We season. did. We did the uh, episode about the entire first season because Good. we were we were all on that we hype hot. train, but we dropped the ball when it came to seasons two and three. So I'd like to go back because I think it's well worth. Worthy of discussion. Right. I agree. Um, right, we'll who we'll find an avenue for that. Who wants to go next? I will. Because I don't think I did a lot. Um, I watched The Umbrella Academy. All we of it? Watched we watched The Umbrella yes, Academy. We, guys, finished, we finished it. Guys. 
it's a good guys show. i'm so excited the finale of that season uh it goes hard my god yeah but you see how i mean like it's not like that comic but it not is. at all yeah so it's a, such an interesting way to do an adaptation that keeps it so true to the original source but makes it its own thing yeah um i heart hazel yeah, <sighs> yeah me too um yeah and his bird lady yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a uh, <laughs> really great show um i am so glad that on the netflix profile it says season two coming soon because yeah. that it is a cliffhanger of cliffhangers. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God it's going to be second season. God, I would be pissed. Yeah, we're getting we're getting to that moment at the very end. And and then it happens. And Ryan's like, oh, that's the ending? And I'm like, oh, man. Like, the moment that thing started, I'm like, oh, this is where we're ending. Yeah. Um, this is the end of the season. Jesus. It's a really good final how, episode. They, the, how, um, do you care, Ben? No, because audience, too. I want people to watch this. Okay, that's yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's, it, it has been a while. And if you guys haven't watched we, it, definitely watch it. But We I, may find a way to talk about it. To answer your question, yes, I do care. Yeah, okay. Um, when the thing that happened in the comic book starts to happen, it's such an interesting take that I actually didn't see coming. Yeah. Because I thought they were just going to pass over it completely. Yeah. Once once the dominoes start falling, I, I saw where I was going, but I think the execution of it is really good. Like, without Incredibly good. I think without being spoilery, it's very easy to say that the rewind episode is such a gut punch. Holy shit. <sighs> yeah, dude. Yeah, the episode is called uh, The Day That Never Happened. Right? What a shit. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Good show, man. That, that I don't think it's spoilery to say that. Just conceptually, there's a day that you watch play out. Big things happen, and then incredible another things. thing happens to make it so that that day never occurred. What's the super, the man who has the, the and it affects everybody, and you're like, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, man. It was I, I, I told Megan that I'm like, this is like about time. This is like about time when he, yeah. when he messes uh-huh. up the first date and can't get it back. Yeah. Or oh, Adam man. Sandler's Kim, uh, Luther and Rumor. Their yeah. moment, uh huh. Jesus, man, I love dancing in the moonlight. All right, yeah, that's that show's great. Uh, Ben, I know you have to watch Lock and Key, but man, you should watch it. All right, it's just so there's too many good shows. Get through Lock and Key first. Did you start at Lost just, Star? Huh? Did you start at Lost Star? Oh, shit, no, I keep forgetting. Just uh, uh, yeah, like focus on Lock and Key, but like do get it's, around to Umbrella worth Academy. Your time. Like honestly, at this point, at this point, it might be worth your time to just wait until we're closer to season two, so you can just go through it right. and then go into season two because like it's we are not likely to bring up anything from it past this point yeah, again yeah. until that comes around. Yeah, because I know we're doing, or we're supposed to be doing Lock and Key, and I have some time, but this week I was actually on a big Ruby kick, so I was re-watching the former seasons of Ruby, and then, so I can just, it's kind of like a, like a little memory thing, because even though these seasons are like, or like they're like 10, 15 episode, uh, minutes an episode, and there's 13 episodes in total in a volume. They only come out like between like October and Feb- and January and sometimes February. So it's like a year, almost a year goes by. I'm like, what happened in the last? Oh, did, yeah, I understand. Yeah. That. So it's, I was rewatching. It's like, man, that movie's a, or that movie that show's good. good. Uh, besides that, just I haven't been doing much. I've just been playing. Uh, I haven't been playing um, Fire Emblem. Actually, I actually have been keeping up on my Ring Fit Adventure. How are you feeling, fit? Well, not today. Because, well, I mean, oh, not today because this weekend. Because this weekend, Fanny and I kind of just said, oh, "We're gonna have fun. We're going to Disneyland on Sunday, which is today." Right. Well, that was the big thing that we all did. Yeah. We, yes. we, we, went, we went to Disneyland today, and we are tired. And three of you got tried Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hell of a thing. We're sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that you I, didn't get to. I, them. It's okay. We feel bad. I, we uh, almost didn't get to. So I mean, yeah. yeah. I I got to do the Star Tours, the new Rise, the Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker Star, Star Tours. Tours. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That was really really cool. I wish that movie was better. Yeah, because that moment's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, as uh, again, like as an idea, that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, Ring Fit Adventure, that's going very well. Whenever that's awesome. I, whenever I've been playing Fire Emblem, I'll play a little bit of Fire Emblem here and there. 
But also to this week, I got paid on Friday, and before I went and got my lunch, I went straight to the comic book store and got myself some books and set up a pull list. Good job, buddy. So awesome. I am proud of you. So I got a store that's five minutes away from my house, not an hour and ten. I'm glad you finally took the Yay. plunge. Are you getting your Sonic books from him? Yeah. Because I remember that was an issue you had. They weren't sure they were going to get you Sonic books. No, no, they, they sell it. Nice. Sonic boom, nice, baby. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Got to get your Sonic fix. Yes. And it, if for some reason they miss a issue, then I got, there's another comic store close by, and also I got Frankincense. So I got... And the internet. And also, the internet. Also, if you really need to, I regularly go by Fullerton and Anaheim. There are two comic stores over in that direction. We got uh, them all. Fat Collectibles and The Realm, right? I don't know. Okay. But yeah, they're there. Sure. Right. I've gone to them. Because I know Fat Collectibles is in La Habra. That's over by my mother's house. And the Realm is another, is like my backup store. All right. Shout out to local comic books and places in Orange County. Ryan, were you done with your. No. No. Nope. Oh. So, uh, sorry, I, I totally hijacked No, dude, it's fine. Like, I don't have that much more. And it was a good transition to your stuff. Um, I wanted to try to stream some more because. I've just been feeling like I want to play a lot more video games. I've, I saw I you got, got a juice. you got a camera. Yes, I I had like this fifteen dollar really shitty webcam that looked really bad and sounded really bad. I was like, I got some extra money, so I went to Best Buy and I got a nice one that comes with its own little tripod. And nice. I and I uh, I have a Sparks' green screen and I disappear and I put myself in space and I love it. It's so stupid and silly. With um, <laughs> not only that, you put yourself in space with your cat. Oh yeah, my cat is flying through space. You guys, oh my god, I'm gonna make some great videos. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I also got like a really long, a fifty foot long Ethernet cord, so I can play uh, video games with good internet. Because I live across from upstairs, across from the Wi-Fi, so sometimes it's kind of shoddy. Yeah. And when I'm playing games like Apex Legends or like Call of Duty, you need to be, you need that tight internet. So uh, I bought a ten dollar uh, fifty foot cord, and I've been playing a lot of video games. So check me out on Twitch.com or YouTube.com or anywhere. Just type my name in, DJ Tony Stark. I'm doing something stupid. <laughs> ben, let me borrow Pokemon. I did. I'm gonna start playing Pokemon. And Sparks bought me Sekiro Shadow. Die Twice, which is a Dark Souls type game, but with ninjas for Christmas or my birthday, one of those two. It was Christmas. Christmas? Yeah. Christmas. Uh, so I'll probably be alternating those games in the wee hours of the night. I, pr- I Since I start Jedi Fallen Order, I'm probably going to start either Witcher 3 or Last of Us on my PS4. Do Last of Us because that won't take you 200 hours. Yeah, and also shorter. It'll take you... F- 12 to 15 hours and that one's like crack like once you start I beat that game I think like one or two settings yeah it's 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 hard to put down yeah sounds good because I got because I got to save and wait for I got save for Doom Eternal but I really need to pay off my thing for Final Fantasy 7 is Doom next month Doom is March yes Mm -hmm. Doom is closer something else comes out like the same day as Doom too Yes. I got I want to pre-order that so I get the uh, I want to pre-order that so I get the the Doom remaster or whatever it is, the original Doom. That oh, the original. I thought like, they're connecting to it. it. Yeah. I thought it was Doom sixty four. Yeah, Doom Doom sixty four. It's yeah. Doom sixty four. That's right on. Cool. Um, I should probably do that too. I I read more X Men comics. X Men still cool. You know me. I yeah. finished my X Men books. X Men is awesome. I love it. I'm so glad. Betsy Braddock and Kate Pride and Storm Storm are my ladies. They're kick ass. I love them. I'm glad. That's me. Bye. What's up, Sparks? Spackadoo. Um, I caught up on some of the CW. Sorry, some of the <gasps> CW shows. <gasps> I'm not all the way caught up. CW watch. But um, I did finish Arrow. It's over. Thank goodness. <sighs> Tell me about those canaries and the future and what's going on with that here. So I'll talk about things that I'm not going to bring up when we interview Guggenheim. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> 
Uh, I think there's some nice things in the Arrow finale. Um, overall, I think it's kind of hokey and stupid. Um, the the could be the catchphrase. Tell me the, more. The completely final scene, I think, is awful. Just garbage. Can you tell me what it is? Because I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, Actually, so I will watch it. Before the, 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 the quick the quick sum up is that um, at the end of last season, Felicity. Sorry, spoilers for Arrow. So skip ahead like three minutes. Um, at the end of last season, Felicity disappeared with the Monitor, mm-hmm. who again, like his plan is completely unknown to us and we'll never understand it because it's, I don't think the writers ever fully understood it, so there it is. And uh, he took her and she said, yeah, okay, so this was in the 2040 we'd been watching in Flash Forwards that last season. Some and of that, that stuff was good too. And that was a dystopian 2040 that now no longer exists since Oliver reset everything in the crisis. At Old Man Roy Harper. So we see what the current timeline is like without becoming that eventual 2040 because we have Mia there the new from the episode before and she's from the now new version of what 2040 looks like where Star City has no crime. Okay? Because Ollie saved the city till the year 2040 when Mia starts having problems. But that's that's not the point. Um, Felicity, then at the, at the end of Arrow, after they do Oliver's funeral, they cut to that scene from last season of that Felicity from the dystopian 2040 talking to the monitor, who is now dead, by the way. Also, this future doesn't <coughs> exist. Right, this future doesn't exist. I can't stress that enough. That future no longer exists. And that Felicity is taken by the monitor to the afterlife, which looks like Queen Consolidated, um, where she meets Oliver. <laughs> In the afterlife? In the afterlife. And uh, she's like, why does it look like this? And he's like, well, I wanted it to look like the first time I saw you. And she's like, this isn't where you first saw me. And he's like, ah. And it shows the scene where you first saw her from Arrow. And I was like, that's cool. But... That sounds cute. It's it's cute. But like the whole thing is like... This, this isn't even like our Felicity anymore. Like if you're actually thinking about the logic, this makes no sense. Yeah. And it truly just feels like it's present there to give some kind of like ending moment to Oliver and Felicity's relationship which I was never that invested in. And also, I was at some point, I imagine. But Early um, on, I was. Not anymore. And uh, and give some kind of answer to a question they clearly had no answer to. And we're just doing to explain why Emily Bett Rickards wasn't in most of the last season because she decided to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Do you know what she's doing right now? Is she on another TV show or no something? No idea. She was arrested for a sex cult. Nope. That's a different <laughs> CW superhero show. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's just like the like the whole thing is about the emotional impact of like what oliver did and what it means for all these heroes and like the timeline that we are going to continue to follow on other shows including the fact that like i think this is really great when they're at the funeral we have like talia and nissa are there and so uh roy and uh, thea are going to get married um yeah uh, all these nice things happening and uh, Barry and Kara come to the funeral, which is a really great moment to That's have. Nice. And we're having all these like meaningful things for these other characters who we're going to continue to see in other places. And then, that hold on, let's just end the note on this Felicity that doesn't exist anymore and an arrow that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and Oliver that can't possibly fathom fitting into this universe just to explain that stupid question from the last season. I'm like, this doesn't... And it's really confusing because it's like, is Oliver dead? Because they almost imply that Diggle like says a line where he feels like Oliver became something else to save us all in the crisis. Someone else? And so, something, something else. else. And... Yeah, I love it. And uh, and I like to think that there's still a part of him out there somewhere, implying like the Spectre still exists, and it's Oliver. 
Is the specter still? Does the specter still exist? No idea, because what they really say is, at least imply with the ending, is that Oliver is dead and he's maybe in an afterlife. What, maybe that, that was, a, was in the green box, not the. No, it's definitely the ring. It's they, a little Oliver. Okay, Help! Look, me, I will say. I will box. say. Like I, I knew about the ring, ring. for John Deagle going into it. Green Lantern. I'd baby. seen the picture. Um, and I thought, oh man, I hope it's not just like a, a tease. John, John, like uh, you know, cleaning out some of Oliver's stuff, and he randomly finds a box, and a green glow comes from it. And no. everyone's like, "Is that the ring?" No, it like full blown, like it comes from space. It comes down for Diggle. Yeah. He pulls it out. It's like, no, that's that's the ring. That's the ring it's, for sure. It's Green Lantern, baby. Oh yeah, it's cool. <laughs> which is which is cool. Um, they do some other weird stuff, like they bring back Tommy. Is he alive? Yep. Why? How and why and why and how? And they bring oh, Oliver did it. He brought back like all the, the people that. It. So there's except this part. For, there's this part where Thea says, "Hold on." No, he did apparently, but then she still died. Um, Tommy you married. Suck, Tommy married Laurel, in this new version of the timeline. Tommy married Laurel, and then she still died. Um, and uh, Maybe it's good the they have this then. part. Oh, uh, uh, their dad is back. Uh, Walter Steele. Oh. Uh, he's mayor, and his mom's alive. And Thea has this part where she asks, "Why didn't Oliver bring back his dad if he was bringing back everybody?" And Thea's mom says, "I think that he couldn't change anything that would have changed who he was, like who he became. That, that would have changed his path." Sense. And I'm like, "That's nice. That still doesn't explain Laurel." Um, and they even have the new Laurel like address that question, and she goes and talks to Captain Lynch, and she's like, "I don't understand." She's really upset. She's like, I don't understand why he decided to leave me in this universe and not bring back the original Laurel that was here. Um, like, why didn't he fix that? And uh, Captain Lance has this line where he's like, because, darling, there was nothing about you to fix. And I'm like, that's not a good excuse for this decision. <laughs> I think you just preferred snarky Laurel. So, I mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, it, it feels super weird yeah. um, and not well handled and... and Anyway, that's Arrow. Um, ends it, with a whimper, kind of. It ends about as satisfying as some as a show concluding with its main character already dead can. Yeah. That's what I talked to you a little bit about. Uh, just the fact that the show ended with its main character already dead is is almost baffling to me. They like did, they couldn't schedule it a little different so Crisis was his finale because that's is his finale. They did they did some pretty impressive things with like letting uh, certain characters have flashbacks to Arrow, to Oliver, the first year they met him. Mostly focused on John. Um, some of them focused on someone else. I forget who. Something uh, No, No, stop. Um, but most of it's focused on John. Uh, the, the episode is mostly focused on John Diggle, which I think works really well. And he gives a really nice speech at Oliver's funeral that... that propels things towards a, a brighter future um mm. but uh it, it is cool to have like this comparison of like who oliver used to be to where he ended up because it's like john re remembering him when he was like willing to kill people and everything and like the first time that oliver changed his mind about it and these kind of things and i thought that was nice um and you know they talk about like the most important thing oliver ever did was uh for any of us was show that a person can change yep and i think that's valuable in its own way, but um, yeah. I mean, he did start as like you know, like like a billionaire who gets stranded on an island and then becomes the Spectre and recreates the universe. That yeah. is that is like for a yeah. TV show, it's pretty big. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is a leap. Yeah. Um, so I finished that. Uh, I'm keeping up on. I'm caught up on Batwoman. I'm catching up on Supergirl. Batwoman's doing some crazy stuff post crisis. Um, 
I started a new anime called Hands Off uh, of Izuken. I think I'm saying the whole title correctly. Um, let me check. Keep your hands off of Izuken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about three girls in high school who want to make an anime, but the anime club is already full, and one of them is a famous celebrity, and her parents won't let her join the anime club, so they have to create an American film studies club, but um, do just the bare minimum of work to make that function while they are secretly making an anime. And the animation on it is incredible. Just super good. It's about making anime? It's about making an anime. That's awesome. Um, Like an independent version of it. And so like it has two distinct like animation styles and one is like the animation style of the show which is just a really nice style. It is not typical. It is its own unique style. And then there is the style of them actually like showing what they create which is more like pastel colors and things like that as if they're putting it to paper. Um, The kind of thing you would see in like manga art books like concept drawings and that but they'll create a full animation scene in that style it's really really pretty and i'm about five episodes into that and i'm really enjoying it is that for anime club that is for anime club cool yeah um other than that uh keeping up on the office watched umbrella academy i lied i watched i finished star wars rebels oh nice How how do you feel about uh time travel um, you mean Twin Peaks? <laughs> it is so similar to something that happens in Twin Peaks. I'm like, holy shit, is Dave Filoni a Twin Peaks fan? Because this is not just like going beyond space and time. Like, it's like very, there's owls. Why is there an owl there? The owls are not what they seem. Um, that's a Twin Peaks thing. Um, that show is really impressive. I think that final season, it drops a lot of the kitty like, TV Y7 and turns it to just like, this is a Star Wars drama now. Like, this is just a drama now. And right. people die, and it's very intense, and it's very serious, and, like, it, it doesn't pull the punches. Like, for a kid's show, and I'm really impressed. Uh, I'm glad I stuck with it. Uh, I wasn't... What's now, up? Well, sorry. Yeah. Uh, now that you've maybe finished it, there's a story where, um, at the end of the series, uh, no one was sure what was going to happen, who was going to be alive at the time, like, where the series was going to end. Uh, but Dave Filoni had the voice actress to play Sabine. Mm-hmm come in and record the final monologue. So she was like, well, okay, well, at least I know I survive. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, she had uh, the, so she had a whole monologue where she narrates the final, where she narrates the final scene of the series. And she wasn't allowed to tell anyone, even the actress who plays Ahsoka. Yeah. So it had to be, like, complete secret. And so she was sitting on this thing for, uh, like, two years. Uh, and then when that final thing was like, oh my god, oh my god, like people were texting like, I'm still alive, I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that series ends in a in, in a very interesting way, in a way I didn't expect it to. Um, in a way that I thought the Rise of Skywalker should have picked up on. Yeah, um, for real, <laughs> right? Uh, with yeah. the, with the character. Yes, um, and it's it's a. It just makes me more excited that like that rumored Rebels sequel, if that thing is real, um, I am dying for that now. Yeah. Uh, I was, I'm just on this hardcore Star Wars kick, so I'm like, what else have I not watched? So uh, I didn't watch the last season of Clone Wars that Netflix put out. Yeah. So I'm like halfway through that, and that's dealing with. Um, so you saw the first three Yoda episodes. Yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. Yoda's cool. Yoda's really cool. Like, it's funny because like I don't. I'm one of the guys who doesn't like Yoda in Attack of the Clones being yeah. flippy floppy. Uh, but like, uh, I like Yoda. I like a cartoon Yoda. He, go, he goes to Mortis and he yeah. meets Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah, Qui Gon's cool, guys. Yeah. He has a big ass nose. 
Um, the way Dave Filoni draws Qui Gon is hysterical. It's 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 exaggerated. Yeah. Um, but do you I remember? Do you remember when he shows up in Tarnakovsky Tarn- series <laughs> for a second, and it's just like his big freaking head, <laughs> like next to like little Jake Lloyd cartoon yeah. character. The nose. He looks face. like a uh, a mad interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben, have you watched the Clone Wars at all? Um, I started. Okay. Um, I started at Clone Wars. I got to the shiny episode. And like the first I, season or first season? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm talking about like what's what's fifth, sixth Six. season? Six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even close to no, that. No, that's fine. Uh, the start of this of like the first couple episodes are about uh, one of the clone troopers uh, like having the urge to kill a Jedi, uh, and it's dealing with like somebody who's experiencing Order sixty six like uh, like it's malfunctioning, and like the mystery and the intrigue are like oh we gotta we gotta get on this shit or things are gonna go bad it's for what, the Empire. It's, that's when the clones start to realize like there's something inside of us yes um and i and i forgot that this is where rex is so you see rex, rex from 30 years ago or whatever yeah. um yeah man because uh, you first saw rex in uh in, in rebels you yeah. went backwards yeah i went backwards yeah. uh, even though i did watch the original clone wars but when it was happening yeah, yeah, so yeah. i haven't watched it in a long time um but yeah man and after going to disneyland today i like star wars a you lot. know what i really like about clone wars is that it's revealed that tarkin was anakin's general oh that's cool during the during the the, the clone wars uh, so so Tarkin was in the Republic. Was it was a general in the Republic? Makes sense. So I really like that when they did the Tarkin book, they real it was the first in canon book for Tarkin. They realized that moment. They're like, well, Tarkin worked so closely with Anakin. He might have realized that Darth Vader and Anakin were the same person. Yeah, he, he could have had an idea. Yeah, and so yeah. like it, it was revealed that Tarkin is one of three people who know that Darth Vader is Anakin at the point of of A New Hope. He's like a Tim Drake. He just like guesses and like I know who you are. Yeah, because he's just yeah. like, wait a second, I, I know you. Putting two and two together, we fought in the Republic together. Yeah, here's Rex. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man, I like Star Wars a lot. Um, yeah, those shows are awesome. I got this close to buying um, Bounty Hunter that came off of like the GameCube and PS2 because oh, all shit, that game all, awesome. all of those Star Wars games are on PS uh, on That's PS4 true. and Xbox. So true. I was all of it. Uh, I was gonna buy Jedi uh, Outcast, Jedi Academy. I was gonna buy all these games. And I'm like. Pace yourself. Just don't do it because you want to. I don't know if it's still happening, but I know that Django Fent went on a sale on the PlayStation. Yeah, store. all of them are like ten bucks. It, it went down to five. Mm. Is it backed up to ten? I I looked a couple days ago, so okay. I don't know. Yeah, I got it like a month ago because it went down to five. Yeah. Uh, even if they're ten bucks, like that's that's not bad. Um, but yeah, I'm just thinking about a lot of Star Wars. That now that's my week. Awesome. All right, shall we get into our bread and butter B and B? And here is your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Got a whale of a tail to tell you, lads. A whale of a tail or two. About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tail and it's all true, I swear by my tattoo. Hey, we need to bring back sea shanties and pubs. That was for the late, late, great. Very late. <laughs> uh, Kirk Douglas. I, a lot of people, like I know, are saying, "Like, man, it's so sad, such a tragedy." I'm like, "Dude's 103. I think, uh, yeah. I think, I think we could just say, like, you know, good for him. Like, good <laughs> I don't, job. I don't need you made it. I, okay, triple so, digits. Yeah, not not just triple digits, triple gi- digits, and then some. Yeah, yeah, that that is incredible anyone living that that long i'm pretty sure at some point in the run of this podcast we went is kirk douglas still alive and looked it up and it's like oh my god he's 101 yeah. there was I there remember, were many points in my life where i was just like is kirk douglas still alive look it up cool 
I remember when we he when we celebrated or when his hundredth birthday was a news point yeah. on our podcast. I was there. True. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was at his birthday. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. You were at his birthday. That Kirk dude does. can party. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is Kirk Douglas, the uh, father of Michael Douglas, father-in-law of Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, he it was a was an incredible actor from the golden age of cinema. Pro- probably the most famous actor to ever work for Metro Goldwyn Mayer. Probably. Y- yeah, if you guys absolutely. didn't know, he is Spartacus. He is Spartacus. <laughs> I am Spartacus. Um, yeah. we, he, 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 he did the, the, song, the, the origin of that song. He sang that song. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, as we mentioned above. Um, he's, he, he was such a talent. Uh, apparently, he also uh, you know, he helped break the Hollywood blacklist because of Spartacus. A Spartacus, not Spartacus, <laughs> uh, because he hired Dalton Trumbo, who was, which is all documented in the in the movie Trumbo with Brian Cranston. But uh, Kirk Douglas really pushed for Trumbo to be taken off the blacklist and hire to write Spartacus. Nice. Uh, and so, th- and that movie was one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, uh, he, <laughs> I found his, na- I found his original name. Do you guys know it? No, no. Kirk Douglas is not his born his given is name. That a stage name. It is Isor. Danielovich Dembski. Dude, he should have stuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the at the time in Hollywood, that would not have gotten him. No, no. he's a Russian uh, Jew. Yeah. I didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and and uh, he was born in 1916. 1916. Do me a favor. Look up Michael Douglas because what's his real name then? I think Michael Douglas. I think I think that is his real name. He he took Douglas. Probably. Yeah, probably. Because yeah, like, he because w- if Kirk Douglas got mm-hmm. married, he would his wife would have taken his name. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of um, well, a lot of immigrants back in the day, if they were to get into a certain um, profession, or even if they tr- um, immigrate into Ellis Island, sometimes their last names were cha- um, were either changed because they chose to be changed to be more American, or someone did, or it. they cha- or they were misspelled. Yeah, like my last name might have been misspelled. Magneto, or my, or 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 my or real even last just or even just decide to ch- keep changed because of discrimination. Possibly, yeah. yeah. My last name was changed from M-A-C to M-C-C because they couldn't spell. Yeah. Eliopolis would have just been like, eel. <laughs> You're done. Eel. That's Go. it. Uh, I actually have a Kirk, I have a Kirk Douglas thing. I, I've met him. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I've moved between California and Texas yeah. many times in my life. But in the second grade, uh, I lived in California. And he did a thing where he, uh, he donated money to uh, underprivileged schools. And I went to a – I lived in, in a bad neighborhood. Not a bad neighborhood, just like a – lower middle class neighborhood and he gave us thousands of dollars for new for new like uh playing equipment at our school uh and he came to our school and we took pictures and i have a picture right next to him and uh i have my hung up at my mom's house that's awesome yeah he was he i don't remember it but like he was nice to everyone um when the the news broke uh, like all the local news channels when they said kirk Douglas passed away yada 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 they mentioned that that was one of his big things like his big charity thing like he loved going to underprivileged schools did they actually say that on the news yeah they actually said that on the news i didn't make it up no, no, you did not make it up because yeah. he actually went to these schools and gave them brand spanking new playground equipment. He was like, yeah, I want you kids to have fun. I mean, yeah, situation I sucks, games but... On those. <laughs> I'm not uh, joking. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, I, I never doubted you for a second. <laughs> I, uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a reaction to his death. I was very... So stop kicking the table. You can't get any not closer. trying to kick the table. <laughs> it's okay. It's very, it's very hard on, at this table. Yeah. Let's be honest. You bet you, yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, no, it is after dark. So I had a thing. I, I was, I was Jesus. I had a, I, was, I had a, it had an effect on me. His death because it was like you know, it's like the death of the golden age of Hollywood. Like, not many stars from that era are still around. I, Especially I that do big. think, I do think, arguably, like it by what is considered in like film 
jargon the golden age of Hollywood, like regardless of what it's your Peter personal feelings might alive. be about it. Yes. Um, okay. Oh, he, no. No, he's not. Okay, that's oh. another uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. He's He probably is the last icon yeah. to yeah. have passed from that that time. Yeah, that's 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 like but the last veteran died of World War One. Yeah. Like yeah. this forgotten time of history. 19, did you say he was born in 1917? Nin- 1916. 1916. Yeah. Got it. Oh, John Williams' birthday was today. And he didn't win an Oscar. <laughs> Take that, John! Oh, Take that, Johnny sucker! But doesn't he's he, got plenty of Oscars? Yeah, he's got like a wall of them, probably. Did he egot? John Williams? Did he egot? Do we know? Has John Williams done theater? I don't know. Here, you you do something else. Okay, I'll Google. This is important. I'm yeah. gonna say no. Um, he should. Yeah, and we also are are are, you know what? Mourning the death of Dragon Ball Z abridged. Ah. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say uh, just real quick. No, was Kirk Douglas thing. I was gonna say yes. No, no, no to John Williams. Um, I, I, uh, I think it's far more about like celebrating his life at this point. Like, yeah, someone yeah. who has lived that long. I like as much as it's like it's very sad, you know, to, that when people pass away and that kind of thing. But I'm like, when someone's lived the full life that Kirk Douglas have, I think you can just kind of turn and celebrate yeah. it. Like, yeah. we didn't know him personally, and I'm just kind of like, uh, just go watch yeah. his movies. He's yeah. great. Watch I mean, Spartacus. Like, like Stanley '94. Good long life. Gone too soon. <laughs> Crash Sam, the Har- Crash the immortal. <laughs> yeah. Like um like obviously Kirk Douglas 103, but like people like Coy Bryant, that's like way too early. But 103, that dude was good on him. I mean, and yeah. and like he continued to be a he, good person yeah. until and, and what and what a legacy. Oh, yeah. Seventy five years he was still going to the gym. Like he, yeah, what what a legacy. After yeah. he had a stroke, his, his, he was still working. His his son is one of the greatest actors of our time. Yep. So I love Michael Douglas, especially in the Ant Man films. He is a hoot. And Kirk Douglas is certainly one of the greatest of his time. Yeah. I would love to watch yeah. Twenty Thousand Leagues and Spartacus. Is Twenty Thousand Leagues under the sea on Disney, Disney Plus? Hundred percent. It is. That's why I watched it. I you was like, "This is the only one I can watch." All right. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah, now, what you were saying? Now we can also mourn the death of Dragon Ball Z abridged. You know, rip. At first, I was really, really sad. I was really bummed because you all know we I, all four of us love DBZA, and then after I read the press release or their their statement, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just glad we got what we. It got. It was a really long statement. So it was. The, for those of you who don't know, it's a really popular YouTube series uh, where they where they abridge the original Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Z run, and they dub over it with really funny stuff. Yeah. Um, in no small way partially responsible for the revival of Dragon Ball Z interest in America. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, kept it, it, alive, it, is a, it is a it is not undeserving of of part of that influence. Yeah. Um, I remember Dragon Ball Z abridged changed a lot of like kids who grew up on Dragon Ball Z and didn't think about it and all of a sudden were coming back and being like, oh yeah, I love this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember playing Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3 and hearing the original voice actors from like the TV show or the ones who dubbed the video game and for some reason, I'm like, how come they sound different? Oh, wait, that's because, because you never saw the original show. Boom! Yeah, I you, did. Goku's uh, like, yeah, da, 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 first da, 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 of all, damn. I did watch the original show. I started watching it at the Boo Saga, you son of a bitch. Oh, so the final one. Cool. I list, I coincidentally, started it. Coincidentally, uh, the, one's, the one that's not. Go, go ahead, that. Ben. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> I made a weird tongue thing to brain, and sorry. Oh, Jesus. Ben, why did they sound weird? <laughs> sorry, Ben. Because I was on, I was watching DBZA constantly. I had that series on loop when I had spare time on YouTube. I freaking my friends and I would quote Piccolo. We would quote Gohan. They, I started saying crap baskets for crying out loud. That's they, become a part of my vocabulary. They're the only ones who ever make sense of the movie timeline. Yeah, 
with the Dragon Ball Z movies. It's true. And, and they make any of the unbearable stuff bearable, if yeah. there is any. Yeah. And the fun fact, they're not doing the Boo Saga, which, yeah. you yeah. know, well, maybe yeah. they should. Maybe they realize, like, well, it's not worth it. Well, here's that, a, here's that's part of the press release. Uh, sorry, Ben. That's part of the press release where it, where it's, um, they were just like, we don't like the Boo Saga. We don't want to just criticize something and just tear down what we don't, what we hate. Uh you know that's not right. That's not that's disingenuous. So we're just like we they don't passion. they don't dislike everything in it, but there's a lot of things that they're not crazy about and felt like didn't hold up as well. And they've talked about it at length in their own avenues, and so they were like, we were burnt out. And then add on top that this is not a part of Dragon Ball Z we really love. So um, I think it's really special that they're you know because there's always this talk of like oh if Dragon Ball Z had just stopped at the Cell Saga where Gohan was going to become the hero and Goku was leaving the Earth to him and all that and I'm like it's really cool that there is one Dragon Ball Z thing that people care a lot about where that actually is where it stops it yeah. just stops there yeah and uh, that that finale that they did for the Cell Saga was so good uh-huh. I don't mind that being the end their Cell Saga is incredible oh, it I really love, is I love it it's I think it's they my put favorite they thing put they their done. best work on display yeah how long has it been going on like almost a decade or, or uh, it started in 2000 okay i will say it's over um, a decade the earlier episodes uh i think they could be a little crass and crude and a little yeah. but it's they were younger and like like i used to make shitty jokes like that too but sure. I, like people who evolve that show also evolved yeah. right and it, and it and it actually leaned against that into being like better people while mm-hmm. still being funny dbz yeah. characters i was on youtube yesterday uh, I didn't sleep at all today, but I almost started watching the compilation. Do you know how long all of DBZA is? No. It's almost twelve hours. Yeah, Whoa, there's a twelve it. there's a twelve hour compilation of all of it. So I'm just gonna click play one day. And I'm just gonna let it play, and then I'm just gonna Do stop it. it and come back to it because uh, I never finished it. Yeah. But I watched the sh- I watched that so you and much. I, you and I were somewhere in the Android saga. And yeah. honestly, I'd be happy to go through it again. With yeah. you. Same here. And the reason why I'm totally okay with them stopping where they we were. We did start watching it again. Yeah, we did. Where they where they stopped doing it when they did. Is because I don't want them to continue something they're not proud of. Yeah. Because the thing about these abridged series, like with Lil Karibo and uh, DBZA, and even with uh, SAO Bridge, these are labors of love. SAO? Sword Art Online. Online. Got it. These are labors of love. These people don't get paid for it. DBZA or Team Four Star got lucky because they have a Patreon and it's they do. But they support the official base. But they're clear. Yeah. The Patreon. Yeah. Patreon is the, to, pa- to the Patreon for other the, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I want. But that brings up a good point. They never. They always kind of they they kind of like drew uh, uh drew eyes onto the weird uh, copyright laws that could allow them to do something like this, mm-hmm. and it became so taxing that the people would yeah. get reported. And Toho, not 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 a fan. Yeah, no no one no one at Toho has ever come out has been been fans of, not Toho, um, Toei, Toei. Um, Godzilla's like I hate DBZ. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they're just like. You know, we we don't we don't like it. Sean Chamel has come out and said this is not Dragon especially Ball Z. a decade ago where like it was a, it wasn't as lax and more yeah. understanding like it is now. Yeah. yeah, like it was a lot more tight and like the fact that they got away with it is. And they were you know they were always just like support Dragon Ball Z, I, don't support us. Yeah, I mean, um, like sort of outline a bridge. One of my other favorite abridged series that I love wholeheartedly, which I actually think is better than the actual anime. Probably every time they put up a new up. Ep- I mean, their episodes take months. Well, to Well, that's do. not hard, am I right? <laughs> and like. You never watched this Sayo, have you? Nope. Yeah. Just, I did. Just to what you were saying, like about Sean Shemmel saying that, like he kind of flipped a weird corner on that because when it first was starting in the first few years, he was like, "Oh yeah, I think that's really fun. It's funny. I oh. enjoy it." And then like it got really, really popular, and and then he got like very. I don't even know that it's really his own opinion as much as it's him being a company man. Yeah. But um, it it got it got 
weird because it's like uh, you guys have kind of been like benefiting from this because yeah. more people have yeah. been coming back to Dragon Ball yeah. Z. But the thing is, for what well, my original point for SAO was that every time they put up a new episode, YouTube gets they slap it with a copyright and then they have to <laughs> fight and say we're nonprofit. This is a labor of love. We don't make money off this. And then YouTube eventually puts it back up. Again. They support the official release. Yeah, they. That's what they do too. They say, hey, support the official release. I've heard that so many times. It's in my head forever. Mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I was so happy when they started doing the different voices for the Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT they intro- are all on my Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, Akira Toriyama. Please support the official release. They, and then they added Super. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, they introduced me to Dragon Ball Z's original Jap- Japanese opening. I had never seen it until Dragon Shala. Ball Z abridged. They did. They God, did make I that. Love that they song. did make me love it even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a way, because I I like the way they build their their show. Because the American t- series doesn't use no. Chala. It's, it's dragon, dragon, which is not dragon. bad. It's, it's just, not. But, it's, but I prefer Hacha Hachala a lot more than I do. Um, I actually, technically, they don't use Rock the Dragon. That was during uh, the pioneer animation days. Oh, yeah. Funimation also... uses instrumental versions of oh. the actual openings okay. for Dragon Ball Z. If you watch them now, that's what it is. It's okay. instrumentals without the lyrics. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. I like talking well, about what was the, what was the What was the third one for Dragon Ball Z Kai? What do you mean? Remember you the mean? song that the, that the actor sang? Vic Mignogna uh, sang the opening theme for oh, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z Soul. Kai. Dragon, Dragon Soul. Soul. I like that song. Dragon Soul. It's dumb. I, I don't remember it. Uh, all right. Now what? We got some rip, but I respect it. Yeah, so definitely. Do I. definitely. And also, thankfully, all those episodes are up on YouTube, and I have them on repeat when I'm at work bored. I want something funny to listen to. 12-hour compilation. Very Drunk and Dragon Ball Z abridged. We really have quick. some... Oh. God, I don't even know. Come um, back. To, can't we'll, put me on the spot. We'll come back to it later. Wait, what'd you ask? I am favorite the joke. Hype. What's your favorite joke from DBZA? Oh, no. I like anything Mr. Popo says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dodge is pretty good. <laughs> God, I think I think I love Vegeta in the Android to Cell saga getting like hugely into himself and just uh are you believe your own hype that much? I, I am the hype. hype. Oh. Or <laughs> right, no, no. I, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's when it's when 18 slams him into a wall and he's just like anybody can get him Hold up. It's from the uh, Revenge of Cooler movie. <laughs> Shoot, that's good. He keeps kicking me in the dick. <laughs> Why? Why does he keep kicking me in the dick a few minutes later? Man, I can't believe every single one of them kicked you right in the dick. (laughs) (laughs) Or the next movie where Goku gets kicked. We could do this all night. Ave Maria and Goten fights away. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. One more I just wanted to say. Sorry, I can't think of the title. One one more I just wanted to say was uh, when Piccolo is trying to come up with a name for his... Special beam <laughs> cannon. Oh my god! Real quick, because you brought that up, that is probably one of the coolest things that Dragon Ball Z Abridged did, which is where it has Nail and Kami Nail. Yeah. inside of Piccolo's head, which is nothing that exists in the canon. It's like this is so good. Yeah, this is so good and so original. Um, and so and and he was talking and so like they was trying to figure out names for special beam cannon, and uh, he just goes my, uh, uh, Piccolo gun, Piccolo beam. No. Nail gun. <laughs> Shit, that's good. Shit, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's it is sad that it's show. over. I hope maybe in like a couple years they just do something with Broly. Uh, I wouldn't mind if like I, they just skipped Boo and picked they have up the Super. best version of that Bardock Legendary Super Saiyan 
Yeah, I don't oh. want to. Oh, and the shorts are still going to happen, so that's good. The boots yeah, they'll, they'll keep making their it. own shorts, and like you should still support everything else Team Four Stars trying to do if you're into those guys. Like, there's still a lot of great stuff going abridged. on, but I think I think abridged is is best left done. Rip, rip, rip. I agree. All right, Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Maku, Maku. How do you do? Um, that was a <laughs> live fart, live from Fake Nerd Square. In the heart of Chino Hills, <laughs> farts on Mike. <laughs> I won't be surprised if at, if the microphone actually caught that. Ben, I think the next door neighbors heard it. Because <laughs> remember, we hear things through our headphones a little differently than what the mics pick up. We're not going to look. We're just going to accept that it happened. If you guys heard a fart, it happened. If not, I'm pretty farts. sure Sparks' girlfriend is in the other side room shaking her head. <laughs> what? Yep, yep. She guys, is. Guys, this episode's gonna suck. This is the best what episode. Do you mean? What do you mean? This is the I... best episode. <laughs> what the hell? That's what Patrick Willem says every time he has an awesome episode. He's like, is this the worst episode we've ever done? I'm like, yeah, it is, because it's awesome. Be is this a good episode. podcast? Yes. It okay. turns out to be the best one. Okay, WandaVision has... I can't uh, believe, like, uh, honestly, like, real quick about the Infinity Podcast. I enjoy listening to it, but, like, I, I'm not lying. I think you could take two minutes out of every episode that are that just saying the exact same sentences from previous episodes. They have as bad... It's like if, like, three of me were on a podcast, they all just forget everything that we talk about, so they're just... No, but I mean, like, they, they say, like, the, the exact same things every episode, which is, like, uh, this is a podcast about Marvel movies. Oh, no, that's, this a, is a, good that's, podcast. The, that's a running joke, all of this. Though. No, I know, but I mean, like, literally every episode, it's just... Is this a good podcast? Yes. Well, we Go don't ahead. do the wows every episode, although we're going. We haven't behind. done them in like a year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what are we talking about? News? WandaVision has a synopsis. Cool. A synopsis? Uh, Marvel Studios' WandaVision blends the style of classic sitcoms with the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wax, Wan, Wax, the, Wanda Maximoff, <laughs> played by Elizabeth Olsen, Waka Flocka. <laughs> Vision, played by Paul Bettany. Two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. The new series is directed by Matt Shackman, uh, Jack Schaefer is head writer, and it debuts on Disney Plus this year. So, there, in the trailer that we saw for the Super Bowl, yes. there's like, you like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and like she's wearing like, like a CW Scarlet Witch looking costume. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it's like definitely going through all these different eras. 100% a, a costume. Yes. hundred. Yeah, it's not. The the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were like, "Wow, it looks bad." I'm like, "Yeah, it's not. It's a costume. That's literally. It's a costume." Captain America did it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's very similar. Um, I think the show looks cool. I do too. Did we talk about this last week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just a synopsis came but out. The synopsis Got it. Just new. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Hey man, read Tom King's Vision. That's it's partially inspired by that. Loki also has a synopsis, which says far less. Uh, in Marvel Studios, Loki, the mercurial villain, Loki. Mercurial? Mercurial villain. Good word. Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Kate Heron directs and uh, Michael Waldron is head writer. Debuts on Disney Plus next year, 2021. Cool. Cool. Because we know Mandalorian is... is, October about... Yeah. Yeah. So... uh, Yeah, uh, uh, that gives us no information on it, but at least we can know kind of a time frame for the release. It's still far enough away where we'll get more information. Yeah. And uh, Falcon and the Witch Soldier also Ah. had a synopsis. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson, Falcon uh, by Anthony Mackie, and Bucky, Barnes, the Witch Soldier, Sebastian Stan, team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. And their friendship. In in Marvel Studios, the Falcon and Witch Soldier, the all-new series, 
Uh, it's directed by Carl Skogland. Skogland. Malcolm Spellman is the head writer. Debuts on Disney Plus this fall. Yay. Cool. I hope it goes as political as I want it to. Yeah, me too. Dude, I was because you're. You, I think you're the only person who person who read the the Sam Wilson Captain America stuff for Secret Secret Empire. Correct, I read all of it. What if there's like AmeriCop stuff in this? That's what I want. Because like him, like if the government's trying to do their own Captain America stuff, like that's what I want. If they actually go political, that'd be so good. Even if even if it's not in the show, but it's set up yeah. in the show and they pay it off in another place, I'd be like, yeah, like this is what I want. Yeah. Well, I don't. As at this moment, we have to take all these things as miniseries, not seasons. Oh, I guess they are true. just they're six episode. They are like long movies. Oh, that's true. There is no guarantee of more seasons of them or anything. But wherever Falcon shows up next, if there was set up here for there to be an American Americops thing, yeah, I think that'd be great. Oh yeah, dude. Agreed. Heck yeah. Because um, like because like if he if he kept up so if Falcon Winter Soldier helps him like establish himself as Captain America and then when that goes on for a couple of years but like people are trying to really undermine it in a deep and seedy way that U S agent yeah go on all right and the big news that happened this week you know that Scott Derrickson has left Doctor Strange oh God, the this is the best news well. It appears that Sam Raimi is currently in talks to take over as director of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Hell yeah. Um, very interesting. Very good choice. I think this is, a, this is like an awesome choice. Yeah. Like so good. Like he, he works well with Ditko characters. Uh, I remember who the Infinity podcast when they were talking about who Scott Thomas suggested uh, that I thought was a pretty interesting suggestion. But this was before the Sam Raimi news came out. No, Eli Roth was the one I could remember that I mentioned to you, but the one I couldn't remember is the director of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2. Oh, yeah. And he suggested him. And I was like, oh, shit, that would be cool. Yeah. I would say, like, um, yeah. Sam Raimi's great. Uh, Give I Lee Winnell awesome. a big try. Something yeah, like that? right. Yeah. But um, Sam oh, Raimi's... a Lee Winnell movie? That's, yeah, right. Uh, Sam Raimi, though, is an awesome choice. Like, just the way... You know what a Sam Raimi movie looks like. And I think, like, with his visual style and just just how kooky he is, like, he can do really crazy shit with Doctor Strange. I really hope that they allow him at least the 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 if if this happens because he could just walk away. Yeah. Um. He is a director that I think needs at least as much control as Taika Waititi did on Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I agree. Uh. So he 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 has talked about how burnt he was after Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh. The movie that he wanted to make was not the movie that came out in theaters. What a movie. Yeah. Right. Um, so he was really burned by that in the Spider-Man three, but he has a working relationship with Kevin Feige. Yeah, uh, Kevin Fe- he got Kevin Feige got a start on the Sam Raimi films mm-hmm. uh, and the X Men films. And it's uh, funny that like uh, Sam was his boss, yeah. and now Kevin is Sam's boss if yeah. he works with him. That's so good. And so, so it's really it's it, so he's interested. He's talked about like I'm here if they want me. I just hope it's a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. And, like, obviously, with Sam Raimi coming back to the Marvel Universe, people are, are going crazy about Spider-Man stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, don't, I, I don't expect it, but I, but, I, but I hope for it. I still think they need to push the movie. I, I, yeah, Not that's, a lot of time to work on a movie. It, no, it's still start filming in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. I don't think they're going to. I don't think so either. Uh, well, it's, it's it, just say the next piece of news about this. Michael Waldron, uh, the showrunner for Loki, uh, is going to rewrite the script. I think it's important to know that, like, sometimes a lot of times when we hear this, decisions have already been made, and we're yes. just hearing the leaks about it later. Sure. Yeah. So it's very possible that they've already started like redrafting this. And part of what made me go, the fact that both of these dropped this week, made me go, maybe Sam Raimi's actually already been picked, and he's working on this uh, right. with Michael Waldron already working on the script. I also, 
am really glad that they're seeing a lot of confidence from their writers on the Disney Plus shows and saying, you know what, why don't you come write this movie too? Because mm-hmm. there's a familiarity with the universe and a trust there. Yeah, uh, and, the act- and I think that's really the, great. A lot of the writers are like newcomers, right? So like they're giving newcomers chances to write big blockbusters. And a lot of the writers have been writing miniseries things for the characters, and now they're just trying to bring that much character and story and just condense it into a film. Yeah, and I think that's uh, having a different kind of mentality. And uh, I think that's yeah. needed. I've, it's still not confirmed or anything, uh, but Scott Derrickson did comment on he thinks Sam Raimi's a really good choice. Uh, and I think he wouldn't say that without knowing something. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't put that out there, Phil. Or at least just knowing Sam Raimi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bruce Campbell was like, that's not so strange that he's directing it. Who do you think <laughs> he plays? Who do you think Bruce Campbell plays? I, people are saying, like, yo, man, he's Doctor Strange from another multiverse. <laughs> he can't be Mysterio oh as God, much as that be. would be so good. Dude. Ooh, I would love <laughs> that. No, I mean, yeah. like, any of it would be so good. Yeah. Hashtag bring Toby back. All right, the biggest crossover that happened. Toby McGuire? That will ever happen. Oh. It hasn't happened yet. Let's be Stop clear. looking over at my laptop. I, I knew what Justice you were for doing. Han? No, it's uh, My Little Pony Transformers. Oh, read the title, please. It's, it's, so, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Um, uh, <clears throat> no, it's just My Little Pony Transformers. Uh, oh, sorry. What's like the tagline? Oh, my, the tagline I made up. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh. Is, Friendship uh, is the right of all sentient beings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good, I thought IDW did it. Right. Um, yeah, no, this is a four-issue miniseries that will tie in My Little Pony with the Transformers franchise. Which pony do you think transforms? Probably Rainbow Dash. Oh. I'm going to say, as the My Little Pony expert, um, I should weigh in. I brought this up because of you. It's definitely uh, Crisper Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be wrong, actually. It's my favorite. It's like, hey, kitty cat, it's my favorite. He's, uh, he's wrong. I know. It's uh, going to be written by James Asmus, Ian Flynn, Sam Maggs. Oh, wow. KCW Caller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, IDW, baby. Sam Maggs is doing a, the IDW Captain Marvel book, and um, James Asmus is a Marvel DC. He writes Quantum and Woody. So oh, he's like cool. a good writer. Yeah. This is like an actual like team. The art looks really cool, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably not going to read it. I'm um, not going to read it, but like, it's crazier things. Here we, here, here we go. Uh, I got the uh, the synopsis here. Um, Ryan, you'll know all this, I'm sure. Please. Um, the scheming cre- queen, Chrysalis. What's she up to now? Cast a spell. <laughs> cast a spell in search of changeling allies, but accidentally interferes with a distant Cybertronian space bridge and brings the Autobots and Decepticons to Equestria. You hate to see it. As this <laughs> settles, it's up to Twilight Sparkle, Optimus Prime, and others to overcome the menace of malevolent magic and machinery. That sounds Wild. fun. That sounds fun. Wild. Yo, do you guys remember a very early episode of Death Battle where Rainbow Dash yes. fought Star, fought Star Scream? Scream and Rainbow Dash won? Do, do you they... think they're gonna bring that back? Yes. Yes. Because no. if they don't, I yeah, internet video. This is this is the G one Transformers. <laughs> yeah, kick yeah. Um, and she fought G one Star Scream. Yeah, <laughs> I love I, it. I think this looks wild. Just weird. <sighs> But every Transformers crossover, IDW crosses over Transformers with everything. Yeah. But every Transformers crossover has to have a Transformer, a new Transformer. It's cool. I'm into it. It's so gonna I be. It's, yeah, it's gonna be like a Robo Pony. I hope so. Robo Pony. <clears throat> Is that already a character, Ryan? No, I just made it up. Oh, <coughs> I would know. I'm the pony expert. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Donovex. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll move on. Dox, 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 dox. You're not ready. No, um, please dox me. Um, okay. Donovex titles. Uh, new Donovex titles are coming. 
Giant Size X Men is still plugging along with this with the with the next issue being Phantom X. This is the good one. This no. is the good one. This is Giant Size X Men, uh, Phantom X number one, written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Rod Reese, who is a New Mutants artist. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the hit creative team of Jonathan Hickman and Rod Reese turned their attention to the covert activities of the Weapon Plus programs. Weapon, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yep. A bread of killer uh, killers who chose. Uh, the life of a gentleman super thief, Phantom X, and always defied expectations. For example, who would expect him to break into the world, the artificial realm of his creation? And then again, and then again. So you guys uh, read a little bit of Phantom X in Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force. Yes. Uh, he connects himself to the world mind, his spaceship. He has like he has, like multiple brains. Uh, Isn't he currently Charles Xavier? No. No. He... Okay. <laughs> He's, Lay it on me. I'm try. I gotta remember because this is like I'm hazy. Like this is the part of history I'm not. I'm, I didn't read. Yeah. But so fa- so Phantom X, his body was cloned, and that's the body. Say no more. Yeah, it's not actually Phantom X's body. I, so I don't. He's think. in a cloned Phantom X body. We well, as, actually, right now he could have grown a new body. As of right now, yeah, it does. It, he doesn't. He looks like Professor X. Yeah. So I we think Jonathan Hickman just says he doesn't care. Who cares? Sure. It's just where he's he's Professor X again. Yeah. Um, this is an awesome character. He's a Grant Morrison creation. Like his whole power is like misdirect. Uh, I he's an, I love this character and the fact Jonathan Hickman's gonna write him uh, for just a little one shot. It's cool. A giant size one shot. Giant size. So it's basically two comics. Do you care about Juggernaut? This is the one nobody really seems to care about, but the creative team is good. So like, it's. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, just do you have a? I got a little something. I don't remember the the team, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, so a new X Men miniseries, uh, five five issues called Juggernaut. Oh, it's a miniseries. Yeah, I thought it was a one shot. Shit, no, I don't care. It's a five issue miniseries <laughs> oh, written man. by Fabian Nicienza, Nicienza, yeah. and Ron Garney. Ron Garney is. Is uh he did the art in Secret Empire. He's a brilliant artist. Um, that's the one kind of one of the reasons I want to get it because the art's so good. Uh, Fabian Nicieza is one of the best uh, uh X Men artists and writers from the 1990s. Uh, and he he comes back for like one shots here and there. The fact they're giving him a miniseries is interesting, and it's about Juggernaut. So apparently, uh, he has like new armor. He looks yeah. really cool. Um, he's kind of gone through a character change. But right. Juggernaut's not a mutant. Is he not anymore? Did they change that again? I don't know. I'm actually not caught up with Juggernaut. I don't know. Yeah. I think this might be like him getting reintroduced as a mutant. A lot of people are speculating that. I mean, that would make sense because he's already been associated with mutants anyway. And he's Charles Xavier's uh, step bro. Yeah, how's he not a mutant? He's got to be a mutant. Gem of Sidorak. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jugger- Juggernaut's kind of dumb, but like he's fun. Juggerduck. Juggerduck. Uh, Colossus became uh, the Juggernaut for a little bit. Cool. Uh, and he looks rad. Yeah. So rad. I'm sure we'll all get some of these. Um, Phantom X is probably going to be a winner. Uh, you can pass on Juggernaut. All right. I'll let you know if it's good. We'll keep it in the Marvel realm for the free comic book day specials for now. Does it involve the X-Men? There is one. Cool. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh. So there is a Facebook... A uh, Facebook. Jesus. Nope. <laughs> um, want to try that again? Roll yeah. back the tape. <laughs> free comic book day is coming up, everybody. And the free comic book day... Uh, big, the big companies put out free comics, and it's, and it's really fun. Support your local shops. Um... So this week, this this year, uh, Marvel is putting out two free comic book day specials. Uh, customarily, uh, DC will also put out two. Um, free comic book day twenty twenty X Men number one, written by Jonathan Hickman and Pepe Larraz. Oh my god, baby! Uh, only all we know is that it says it will lead into a game changing summer for all of X. Yep. So more game changers are coming to the to the X Men. Lots of games. Uh, this book appears to be. Um, with the team of Magic, Storm, Rogue, Nightcrawler, Wolverine. That's a hell of a team. So, Magic's I'm, my girl. I'm intrigued. It's free. Yeah. Guys, can't pass this one up. No, yes, you cannot. 
Um, it literally costs zero dollars <laughs> to get this. Yeah, Free Comic Day is a lot of fun, guys. Oh, yeah. If you haven't been, it's great. First week of May. First week of May. It might be teasing. Um, Weekend of May, sorry. In a book called History of the Marvel Universe, which came out a couple months ago, uh, Emma Frost and Tony Stark are going to be getting married. That's Woo! what happens in the future, Woo! which is really weird. I have a thing. Go ahead, sorry. That ties yeah, into that directly. Uh, Marvel also revealed this issue will feature a second story from writer Tom Taylor mm-hmm. uh, and artist... Iben Coelho, who's yep. a Venom artist, uh, that acts as a prelude to another upcoming X book. Yes. So Tom Taylor has been teasing an Iron Man book, uh, but he's saying he's not he's not writing an X Men book, but he's writing a book that has Iron Man and X Men characters. So Emma Frost uh, hates Tony Stark. I'm pretty sure she has a restraining order on him in the comics. Like they they are not friends. So the fact that they're going to end up married is really weird. And I I don't. I don't know if I like it, and I love both those characters, but it's just like... And Tom Taylor. Yeah, and so just like, why do this? Yeah. But like, if Tom Taylor has a good enough reason, that dude's a great writer. Yeah. Um, well, let's be honest. If she's marrying Tony Stark, she's playing him. That's. The, I just hope that's it. I really hope she's just using him for his money or something, because like, Emma, girl, you're way better than I that. Because I got to... I caught, up on. On my ex, I caught up on my X-Men books. I read issue four where uh, Charles Apocalypse... No spoilers. And, no. No, it, it's it's issue. It's just the. <laughs> I've seen the cover, so you can. Say yeah, they just they go yeah, to the UN. They go to the UN, and they talk. And a there's lot. a scene between Emma and Scott where I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Jean Grey, baby. Had to watch him die. When death of, death of death oh, death of, of X Men. Yeah, death of the X Men. What a shit little thing they did there. The Terrigen Mist kills mutants. Listen, we try not to talk about it. <laughs> we're in the bed. We're in the Hickman era. We're in the better era. <laughs> Um, so far, we're in like the best timeline of X. They're yeah. also putting out Free Comic Book Day 2020 Spider-Man Venom number one, uh, which will have a story of Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. That cover is Ryan Stegman. It is. It is for some reason, and like it's not as like crazy as his yeah. normal stuff. I was Excuse confused. me, what'd you call? Oh, our Lord and Savior Donny Cates. Much better. There you go. Um, written by our Lord <laughs> and Savior Donny Cates, uh, with art by Ryan Stegman, um, and uh, that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the first story. And then Jed McKay, who's currently writing Black uh, Black Cat, and he's gonna be writing um 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 Hellions soon too. Oh okay, um and um, Patrick Gleason, who's a fan yeah. favorite. Oh farts yeah. We'll be writing the second story. Um, this is all Marvel said about those. Marvel promises two new stories designed to weave together plot threads that uh, from the monthly Amazing Spider-Man, Venom, and Black Cat books. I will because Spider-Man and Deadpool had a book, like Spider-Man X-Men had a book. Just I'll I'll read a Spider-Man Venom book. I will read that book. Written by who? Any one of those people. Jed McKay. Don, Donny Cates probably won't do it. He's busy. Um, but I will absolutely. Chip Zdarsky? Give it to him. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. He'll, I don't think. He. I mean, he's written Spider-Man, but I don't think he'll do it. I think he's doing other stuff right now. Yeah, X-Men stuff. Speaking um, of Chip Zdarsky, I need to pick up his book. Which one? FF? Yeah, uh, FF, yeah. Oh, FF, X-Man. You convinced me we were on the, on the car this morning. Perfect comic. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I'm sorry, that's not all. Moving on up. Oh, did I not put it on here? I what? almost forgot about this. What? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I alluded to it at first, and I almost passed it over. Passed it over. Um, the free comic book day issue for DC. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. Has a cover drawn oh, wow. by... <laughs> After we talked about so much of the thread. Yeah. Oh, that. Drawn oh. by uh, <laughs> oh. Francis Manipole. It looks looks pretty. Beautiful cover. Well, uh, um, so Wally West is going to get the powers of Doctor Manhattan, written by Scott Lobdell. This is the, let let me just say the thing. Let me just get this. Let me just say the thing, and then we'll 
we'll discuss it. Um, it, it is <laughs> that is how it works on the podcast. <laughs> it is a fla- it is a flash forward epilogue, which will tie in Doomsday Clock, uh, Heroes in Crisis, Flashpoint, DC Universe Rebirth, um, all the the Wally narratives, I guess, um, and uh, and and so currently, by the way, uh, Wally is about to sit in the Metron chair. Um, if you guys remember from, you guys probably don't. Justice League number fifty. Morbius sees Owlman and the and and Metron be be vaporized by Doctor Manhattan from Johns's from Johns's Justice af- League after uh, Darkseid War and all that stuff. Yeah, man, it's the end of the Darkseid War. That was so long ago. <laughs> right? Oh wow, uh, Doctor Manhattan does right before I stop up in that issue as a, as a, as blowing up Owlman and uh, and uh, murdering people senselessly again. Cool, cool doc. Um, so the Metron chair was. Was vacant, has been vacant since then, and I guess somehow has the powers of Dr. Manhattan. So when uh, Wally sits in it, he becomes Dr. Manhattan and Metron all in one. And this is awful. (laughs) Don't get too crazy, Ben. No, if I may... Because I'm a Watchmen guy, let me tell you. (laughs) If I may quote from uh, a little show called The Office, and a man from that show, Michael Scott... No! No! Yeah. No. Here's the here's no. the thing. You know what? Opening my mind could be good. I was I was totally in for more Watchmen after Doomsday Clock and even the TV show. Like, yeah, okay, let's do more in the Watchmen story in the world. I think there's more to play in that sandbox. I agree. Um, I was okay with no more crossovers. Yep. Not not yeah. even just I, that. I liked Doomsday Clock as what it was. Yeah, and me I too. didn't want more. Taking place Doomsday outside of Doomsday Clock that. was fine. Not as... not on the back end. Like if we'd had more setup to it, that's what we wanted. But like, not this. Now it's just like surprise. Here's more Watchmen because so, like, apparently yeah. you guys like that stuff, and we're like, well, we do, but we not... liked it for the wrong reasons. We yeah, we, we liked, don't know why we liked it. We like Doomsday Clock. We like the show because it's separate. We don't, we don't want our DC characters. You know what? I know DC. You know Scott Scalabdell's your workhorse, but he's not good. No. Okay, so uh, Doomsday Clock, uh, uh, I really, really like it. My my only real hang-up is that, like, I kind of just wish a sequel to Watchmen didn't have, like, the DC characters. But it's a DC book. Like, that's I, I got over that point, right? It's a really great book. Uh, this is what I was really worried about. This is taking... This is, this is this what is, you were, af- were afraid Doomsday is, Clock would be. Yes. This is taking a, the character of Dr. Manhattan and... <laughs> And not just giving it to Scott Liddell. No, no offense to Scott Liddell. A little offense to Scott Liddell. It's not even doing that. It's just like, let's just let pieces of Watchmen exist in the DC Comics universe, but not have any of the characters, just like some of the things, aesthetics, that might make people buy a comic. And after Wally... Beautiful cover. After Wally has gone through so much uh, shit, like he comes back and then he becomes a killer and nobody likes that, and now he's going to become... Dr. Manhattan Metron? He's, that doesn't make is, sense. According to the comic, this is the price he has to pay for getting his family back. Why? <laughs> Why? That's the story, but like, I, I don't want that. That's not a story yeah. I want. And, and, and I think, as excited I am for Bethulu and uh, the Chainsaw That's Truth, separate, though, I think. That's, well, <laughs> I think there's a big event coming called Dark Crisis, and it's going to tie in all these things. Because uh, Wally's boo. book, Flash Forward, has been dealing with the Dark Multiverse also. Damn it. Boo. I just, dude, I'm so scared. Like, Dark dark Crisis. Like, it's going to be cool. It's going to have uh, Cthulhu Batman, but then it's like going to be like Rorschach, uh, uh, Dark Knight Rorschach, I or mean, just like, fuck. I, I know we're, ju- we're literally judging a book, but on its cover here. 
But this, no, if we were, no, we'd say it was beautiful. <laughs> no, and it's and, and it's writer and it's and it's history. But the that same cover t- that cover has so many cool like Easter eggs yeah. too. It's awesome. But if, I kind of feel like that Zoyberg meme was like, "Your thing is bad, and you should feel bad." I'm just I, I it bums me out that they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna double down on Watchmen stuff." In we're this gonna, way, we're gonna double down on crossovers. Yeah, because like again, like like if you want to do a Watchmen Black Label book or something cool, that's great. But like this is just straight up like, nah, man, Doctor Manhattan's gonna be Wally West and Metron. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like it's, it is crazy because it's stupid. Can you yeah. not? <laughs> like it's just it, it bums me out. It is it it is exactly. This what is I the saturate. <laughs> this is like the Ugh. the uh like the poisoning of the well where I'm like, oh, this is like just gonna get worse and worse. Right. I just. Like I just, uh, I just hope it's like if this leads to more Watchmen stories by good writers, though, like within that Watchmen world. Like I'm still saying, the Doctor Manhattan Tom King book would be amazing. Yeah, 100. percent But uh, but it shouldn't have anything hopefully to do with it because like the Watchmen characters are gone and they're done and they're back in their universe and this is just like a remnant that they're deciding to occupy and use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Stupid. Not a fan. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> There's also a kids book. Um. All right. Watchmen now, kids book. No. Oh, that'd be great! <laughs> golden, golden, <laughs> little uh, shack, golden storybook for kids. Yeah. Of, uh, My name's Rorschach. <laughs> a little no, golden a... book, Watchmen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's just that, and it's like got the image of Doctor Manhattan killing people in Vietnam, just like for kids. <gasps> yeah. Oh, uh, no, the other free comic book is offering is a kids book. Oh, I gotcha. <coughs> With a new little Gotham book, Bat- uh, Batman, t- crime, Batman Tales, Once Upon a Crime. Dustin Win. Oh yeah, Dustin yeah. Win. Good. Um, all right, you guys like Lilo and Stitch? I enjoy it. I was about to do an impression, and I was going to fail it. So I do like Lilo and Stitch. There he is. Woo! Blue alien. Ohana um, means family. That's well, Ohana's going to mean a lot of family because Disney Plus is entering uh, production on a live action I Lilo do, and Stitch. I do not know that this is legitimate. I saw I saw many sources uh, I've, I've seen I, I've seen the one source that this is actually coming from, and I'm not convinced that this is still Don't tell this me, is true. we got this covered. <clears throat> no, this is oh, Dis Insider, but they are not always right, and they're they're pulling from like we've heard. Round if I'm the being water honest, hole. I guarantee this is probably happening anyway at some point. No, 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 like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm convinced this movie is happening. Yeah, we we've, we've heard a lot. I know this movie is happening. I am not convinced this movie is coming to Disney Plus. Oh, you think it's like a movie movie? No, I think it's a movie movie. I'm I would not, assume so too. I am not convinced it's coming to Disney Plus, and I'm not convinced that this is this is true yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's only a matter of time. <clears throat> Hope you do something different with it and make it good. But I know that this has made the round, so you know. Here, here it is. Make the, some people have been saying, oh, we should have a Lilo and Stitch live action. I'm like, what's wrong? We shouldn't have any of them. No, but Disney likes to make money or they like to redo their Hey, listen, copyrights. I'll still take the Jungle Book. Uh, I, oh. think, I think Lilo and Stitch is one of the ones that makes more sense to me yeah. to do a live action remake of where it can, it can be really enjoyable. Yeah. I've been a big fan of saying, like, I think Ali uh, Cavajo who played Moana? the voice of Moana oh, yeah. should play Nani, the sister, yeah. the, the older sister. Definitely, yeah. that'd be really good. What? Right, that's Hondo. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, there's Dakota Fanning should play uh, Lilo. Uh, no, the awful. Wow. No, Scarlett Johansson. Um, <coughs> Come on, man. No, Dakota Fanning was the voice in the TV series. Uh, oh, that's oh. cute. Yeah. She I white. <laughs> she white. She white. Um, <laughs> she filled uh, in for her friend. I think. <laughs> I think there's a lot you can do to like play more. Like you can do the basic concept of the story of Lilo and Stitch, but change it a lot for. Excuse me, a live action version. Oh my God. I'm just imagining how what that thing would look like live action. I was like, oh, that's gonna be so <coughs> cute. That merchandise is gonna be sick. <coughs> yeah, not that Stitch merch isn't already selling. Could you imagine if like they did it with like light puppeteering and then CGI on top, Ooh, Baby Yoda style? God. Oh my God! Get the guy who did Christopher Robin. Yeah. Yeah. I put the I put the free comic book stuff down here. Uh, it's called Generation Zero, leading into G- G5. Yay! 
Shit, shit. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Ew. Yeah. I feel like Black Mask right now. Ew. Ew. Uh, yeah. Ew. All right. Arrowverse <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so we're, just, we're getting a new show in Superman <laughs> Lois. <laughs> cool. And oh, that's not. That's one <laughs> <laughs> Um We're getting a new show called Superman Lois. Uh, and they've just cast Superman's two sons. My two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Elassus. Elsass. Elsass. Molasses. Uh, who is 19, is playing Jonathan. Quote, clean cut, modest and kind hearted with a with an aw shucks attitude that somehow doesn't seem dated. Aw. I'm never going to get my 10 year old Jonathan mm-hmm. Kent back. Nope. What the hell, people? I mean, to be, he could be 19 playing like 16, but he's not He's not young. Yeah. What is what we want. He's not 10 year old Jonathan. <laughs> he's not Jonathan a little, 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 little. I almost kiddo. called him Jonathan Young. I'm like, that's a totally different person. Yeah. And uh, Alexander Garfin, who is 15. Uh, who is actually in the Peanuts movie? He played Linus. Oh, wow, nice. Wow. Um, uh, he has been cast. Yep, you got it. Jordan. Jordan. As Jordan. I Jordan's know, I'd... been cast as Jordan? No, Alexander oh, Garfin sorry. <laughs> has been cast as Jordan. <clears throat> Quote, wildly intelligent, but his uh, mercurial temperament and social anxiety limits his interactions with people. And consequently, Jordan prefers to spend most of his free time alone playing video games. You, this is the second time you said mercurial this episode. This is, yeah. Weird. You, you PR people got to step up your game. Um, <laughs> we see you. God, I wish that was just Damien, and he just adopted Damien. I just, I, there's also a rumor going around that this was twins, and I'm like, how did, how did, how you get 19, 15? Yeah, it doesn't work. No. Um, <clears throat> Jor- who's this Jordan kid? I don't understand. What's the second where Superman? Did, where did the second kid come from? It's Damien. I mean, I know it's how kids. Damien Wayne, please. Uh, but yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, right. I will. Here we go again. Like I, it's not the young Jonathan that we want. But so like, Superman thinks they were just born. I don't know Kryptonian DNA. Who knows? Kryptonian DNA is not that. Hey, I don't know. It's not. However, real. the Flash, the universe, the Flash's kids, the Flash's kids can can uh, age quickly because of the Speed Force. Yeah, they got time travel and speed stuff. One of them almost died. It's different. It's different. Anyway, cool. I am a. I'm excited for a Superman show yeah. and a Lois show. I want her to start spelling words wrong, being all harsh. I'm like, oh, Perry, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ryan lost it at his own little joke. You guys laughing makes me laugh. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. That felt like one of those moments where you didn't plan very far forward. No, I didn't. It just slipped out the way it did. Ah, oh, Perry, you bitch. Just words come out and it just worked out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a Minions 2 trailer, The Rise of Gru. What uh, do you think about this? Uh, I don't care. It looks just about as fun as the previous films. All right. I, here's the thing. What shocks me every time, I don't know what's up with Despicable Me marking, but somehow, marketing, sorry, marketing, uh, but somehow they're able to show like a whole scenes from the movie, and yet somehow... There's so much more to the movie. Yeah. Uh, when I eventually see it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how they keep doing this, but I mean, they do. All of the other thing that aggravates that. me though is that this has been since the first one is that you'll see that trailer over and over again. You're gonna hate those scenes by the time the movie comes out. Yep. But the rest of the movie can be pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's happened. I will say, as someone who likes like comic book, like superhero looking stuff, I think like the villain designs and like the stuff they're Nunchucks. doing that looks fun. Um, sure does, I, fun. I just. Personally, I just I've never really loved any Illumination movie, not a single one. Sure, um, they've just they all seem kind of samey with the same kind of humor, and like some have good messages. Did you see that's, Horton, here's a who. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's been, I, again, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Hort, you would like that Horton yeah. Hears a Who is very different. Um, but and that's like a, that's earlier than that's like, much earlier. Like it's like the Minions uh, era. And, and post Despicable like, Me, everything feels like like Despicable Me on some level. Stuff, yeah, uh, yeah I agree. But that's why I think Despicable Me still works for me is because I'm like oh, this is where that feeling comes from, and this still works because it belongs here. And yeah. they have done some good things with is this the, the sequels. One? No, well, um, this is the, the second fifth. Minions. Sorry, I because Gruzin fifth of it. the whole series. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> it's like. I don't. I don't. Minions, the humor doesn't really work for me. Minions was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Despicable Me three was, in my opinion, weak. But I thought Despicable Me two was the best. I've seen the first one, and I thought it was fine. Yeah, I think the first one is also fine. I think it has value, but I don't think it's incredible. Um, but but I I like two the best. Who made Megamind? That's DreamWorks. Dreamworks. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say that's the best Illumination. It's not Illumination. Um, the Invisible well, is Man. Is it Illumination now? Because Universal owns DreamWorks. Do you have opinions on Minions two, sir? No. I'll see it. My girlfriend loves them. No, I know, but do you have opinion? No, they're fine. Yeah. Okay. They're all right. They exist. I I, I think they're cute. They make me laugh. Whatever. Not, right. I just don't care about. It's the not minions. deep investment. No. I I've never been a big minion fan. That's I just okay. In like care. eight years, you'll have kids, and they'll be way into them, and and then you'll be way into them. My hubris. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Mortal Engines. Remember that movie, The Mortal Engines? Yeah. I, uh, with Hugo Aweaving. They they worship minions as go- as gods. Oh, I did. T- I Wait, did like watch. literally? Yeah. It's like a, it's like it's like a they have like a deity and it's like a minion. Like <laughs> it's like an ancient the illumination minion. Yes. Yeah. It's like a it's like a it's like a joke. I've seen that scene in like in like a video review. Yeah. yeah. It's like a joke. Like this is the ancient people's gods, and it's a fucking minion. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice, man. No. Oh, the first half was a fuck. You're right. You're right. Yeah, That's that one. Perry, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a PG-13. Bitch um, is allowed. There is an Invisible Man trailer. We did not watch it because the movie comes out in three weeks. And frankly, I thought the first trailer showed plenty. Yep. Same. Yeah, I know what that movie is. To, to an extent where I'm like, I, I kind of wish I saw less in that first trailer, to yeah. be honest. So I'm stoked for it. None of us saw it. Uh, we're not going to. Gonna we're going to see the movie in three weeks. But we did see Spiral. Yeah. From the Book of Saw. Okay. Every so time you say Spiral, I think you're saying Spyro. Oh. Spyro. Year of the Dragon. Spiral from the Book of Saw, the new Saw movie. I think the name's weird, the Book of Saw. Yeah. I think that's a dope I just franchise think it's just interesting. title. Yeah. It's a cult. Not the Saw Saga. The it's Book of Saw. The Book of the Saw. Book of Saw. It's I, I like this trailer a lot, and I just find it so interesting. You want to play games, Mother Effer? That Chris Rock was the one. Like He wanted to make this movie. He's producing it, and he's starring in it. Uh, and he just wanted to do like an off take of of the Saw franchise, good. and it's like it's from the detective's point of view. Not that the other movies weren't, but like maybe less of so of the criminal side. Yeah. Um, I think it looks cool. I do too. I, like, I really like his squinty look. Yeah, yeah. he's got a weird soul patch. Yeah, <laughs> I never think they look it's good. It's weird because I've only seen Chris Rock in comedies. Yeah. Yep. Or at least yeah. him doing a, a somewhat comedic role, and to see him like this is his do uncut gems, or yeah, to see him like do a, a horror movie. Essentially, I'm like, whoa. I'm kind of not, not essentially. It is a horror yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same doing horror. like we like we see it all the time. Like when Jordan Peele did Get Out, comedy people and horror people can do, or those if, things if, are if yeah they're very yeah. close. Yeah, because yeah, it's all timing. About the, yeah, exactly. It's all about the timing. So Chris Rock doing comedy a horror is movie. tragedy plus time. <laughs> Mel Brooks. True. Yeah. It's wise wisdom. If I slip on a banana peel, it's a tragedy. If you slip on a banana peel, it's comedy. Um, That's true. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it actually. I've never really yeah. been a big fan of the Saw franchise, but seeing Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson in this movie, I was like, mm, okay. It's Zara's favorite franchise of all time. Yeah, right? Weird, right? 
Um, but uh, I wanted her to take me through the movies because she's so passionate about them. I love seeing that kind of passion in someone. All I have right. only not seen Jigsaw because yeah. I was just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I had many movies. I'm good. I have seven. only seen the first and the fifth. Interesting. That's like me with Twilight. Interesting. Yeah. You missed so many things. I've only seen, seen more than that. Nope. Only saw the first one and the last one. No, we watched the second one with Rift Tracks. Does that count, though? I don't remember that. We did do that. Really? Yeah. I don't remember it. Bring me your sausages. What? Is that that's, the movie? That's, yeah, that's in the Rift Tracks. That's I don't the werewolf that like, moving up and. Yeah, you've done it. It's <laughs> jinkies. I don't. I, I mean, I believe you. God, I want to watch those again with Rift Tracks. Those are so good. Uh, I don't want to. I, I have a fun story about the last movie. Going to the last movie in theaters, having seen none of the other. Oh, ones. oh. it's all a, it's all a dream. Um, uh, I like that sequence it's, a whole it's lot. It's so cool if it, if the stakes actually were real. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's all our news. Is it really? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Get the book break. I guess that's it. We're done. Yeah. So let's Time get into our review. Oh my god. A Ben sleeping pattern. I give it a ten out of ten. Honestly, it's pretty good. <laughs> Phew. Um, I get a zero out of ten. <laughs> our, uh, <laughs> our review. A bird's prey. Our review of our review. So full spoilers for Birds of Prey <laughs> and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn from here on out. Uh, uh, time codes will be below. So let's get around the horn. What do we all think of this one? Sparks, around the horn. Oh. <laughs> you can leave. The door's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chair won't let me. Sparks, what did you think of this one? I love this movie. I love this movie a lot. You would, you libertard. Is that the one? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> hey, man, if if I have to be what you said to, to like this movie, then I'm double one. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's your initial thoughts? You're double one? Uh, I don't give a shit about Harley Quinn, and I love this movie. Yeah. This ben. movie made me give a damn about Harley Quinn. Yeah. I never thought I'd find Har- this this Harley Quinn because I like Har- uh, old Harley Quinn, but I never thought ever thought I'd find this Harley Quinn endearing. But I'm like, damn girl, it almost yeah. makes yeah, you want to check is, out this, some comics. This works, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I had a blast. <clears throat> yeah, oh I love this movie. I, I there's there's there is passion in this film that you mm-hmm. don't see in a lot of comic book movies. Um, and, and some of the most interesting narrative storytelling I've seen in a while. Yeah. You know, for Especially a in a comic book movie. So, yeah. You could tell David Leach, uh, who did the choreography, who did a lot of the action uh, action beats. You did he really? He, yeah. Hell yeah, David. He's doing a lot that of... John Wick action. Uh, he's doing a lot of... Um, uh, he's having a lot of fun with the comic book uh, ridiculousness of action because the John Wick films, especially the ones he did, are often just rooted in realism. Mm-hmm. Even it's fantastical realism, he, the action sequences are kind of like practical and oh, they make sense. I felt like I saw but, some of those moves before. But he's having fun dealing with the fact that physics not, don't really matter. Yeah. And like the way he, the, I mean, when Harley throws that bat in the police precinct, oh, yeah. bounces off the, the floor. Such a that's good a moment. Yeah. Such a good shot. Or the smash cut when with, with when he get, when she gets Bruce. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, uh, I'll take payment in kind. And then smash cut to, to his Bruce leg. eating the yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. First and foremost, I would say how I was, sh- I didn't know what type of movie this was going to be going in. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect it to be so balls to the wall action heavy. There's action in this entire movie throughout, right. and it's all good action. Yeah, and yeah. it's all action that you can see clearly, and it's so like using. And it's the, all a lot of action, mostly done by the actors. Yeah, 
uh, uh, like not by stunt people, and, and you can tell. And the creativity of like at amusement mile, amusement mile when like Huntress is like bouncing between stuff and Harley on her roller skates, yeah, and Black Canary, and like even when she get time to do a shoe change, exactly, dude. There's like as a bunch of dudes, there's so many things on Twitter I've seen of like women talking about like how this movie you could tell this was made by a woman because there's so many things that only women would put in a movie. Yeah, like there's a scene with a hair tie where they just pass oh, a hair yeah. tie each other. Yes, we would never put that in that movie. because yeah. we don't think about that kind of stuff and like shoe change stuff and it's like. Remember when I talked about manhunt, uh, man eaters? The Chelsea, the Chelsea, yes. yeah, yeah. It's like you don't often get this perspective. Like this is a fully female-made movie, yeah. and like it feels like, and it's like such a nice perspective to see. Like, oh yeah, like of course ladies can do big action movies. Of course they can make comic movies. Of course they can make silly uh, uh, escapades with Harley and Roman Sionis and Zaz. And I care about all these characters, man. Roman Sionis. Him and Zaz <laughs> are like like the best buddy, the <clears throat> uh, uh, almost romance duo of the year. You and McGregor. Almost steals the movie for me. Yeah, his perform—he's having a blast. Ew, and you can see it in all of them. You can see it on all the whole cast just having a great time working on this. There movie. was not a—I don't think there was a single weak link in any of the actors. No, I don't. Think every so every person brings their A game. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I only really have two. I'll get this right, right out of the way. Two like comic book gripes as a fan of the, some of these characters in the comic books. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I think they're all really great. Um. As a person who likes Renee Montoya's The Question, I kind of wish they had gone a little younger, but I totally appreciate and love the diversity of, of, of her being an older uh, Latina woman. Yeah, she kills it. She's great. Um, Rosie Perez, right? Yeah. 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 Um, she's, she's really great. And then Cassandra Cain would have liked to have been more comic book accurate. She is uh, she is Cassandra Kame in name only. Yeah. Like, especially at the end where, like, she's Harley's, like, protege. Yeah. I'm like, that's definitely not I was, the, the Cassandra Kame. She, you know, she's still an orphan, but she has a family, and yeah. she's kind of bumbling. There's moments in the action sequence of, like, dude, Cassie could wipe all your asses. It's Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, you kind of just have to, because I, I didn't have the same thing with Cassie because I'm not yeah. as familiar, but I am familiar with Renee, Renee Montoya. Yeah. And she is a very, very capable detective. And sometimes Rosie Perez is not. Yeah. <laughs> She's very drunk a lot, uh, which is a character choice that I thought really worked for the, for the, for the film and her getting over it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where we're such big comic book fans, but it's like sometimes you just got to get over it if the movie works. If the movie right. works, absolutely. And the movie 100% works in, in every way that I could want it yeah. to. Right. That, that, that's that's and, a really good point. And I agree with you about like, you know, she's not Cassandra Kane from the comics, but like L.J. Bosco does a incredible job with the material anyway. The grenade moment? Yeah. <laughs> I got, I, I took your ring. What? Ching. Ah! <laughs> or when she wakes up and it's <laughs> that free. And Harley Quinn's like, cool, throw this out the window. Why? Yes, I love that sequence. And there's <laughs> just like random, because of the way it opens, which is just the, the vehicle, dri- the van just driving down the road, and all of a sudden a, car- a convertible pulls up behind, and a girl just starts pulling out a gun and shooting at it. And it's like from this distant shot, it's like, what the f- <laughs> It's, it's like, some Frida Kahlo looking girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love all the, 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 the character introductions. And you know what's really funny is it uses a lot, uh, not as to an extreme effect, but it uses a lot of the same visual stuff from Suicide Squad yeah. with stuff popping up, like, talking about characters. Inner, it, like a lot of the text like title cards stuff. and things like that. And but the, it feels, the coloring, the neon colors for it and everything, but it, it's It feels not, better. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's smooth and it, it adds to things. Yeah. It doesn't And it's not anything. random like, oh, he's obsessed with pink unicorns. Like, this is why this person does not like Harley Quinn and why he's attacking. Yeah. Right. That's all you need to know for a fight scene. Hey, this is why Huntress has some range issues. Yes. Yeah. You know. uh, dude, dude, man, I want Huntress. I want to watch a Huntress movie. Like, talk about like a character that's awesome. <laughs> the the part the part where it just cuts to her in the bathroom. Like, yeah. do you know who I am? 
Do you know do who you, I do, do you know who I am? Yeah. And no, she shows up to Doc's and she and he's like, Who are you? He's like, They call me Huntress. No, 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 it's they call me you're Helena Bertinelli. God damn it! <laughs> no, but this is when she's talking to Doc, and then she you finally see the Huntress name, and then Harley Quinn, the narrator, is like, nah, no one calls her that. She calls herself that though. Yeah. Yeah. Badass name. What do they call it? Crossbow. The crossbow, the crossbow killer. killer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I I was surprised at how little Huntress was in this movie. Yeah, but it, she yeah. killed it. Yeah, uh, literally. Um, it, if I was to have a big gripe of this movie, because I remember when we first saw the trailers for this movie, and it, the one thing that kind of bummed me out was like the Birds of Prey was the first thing in in the trail in the trailer title, and then it was Harley Quinn. So I was hoping the Birds of Prey were going to take a more um, center stage um, thing than it was going to be, and not it was not going to be a holy Harley Quinn movie. But this is mostly a Harley Quinn movie, but at the same time. I don't mind it. I really, really enjoy it. Well, here's, because they make Harley Quinn really relatable. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's a Birds of Prey movie from the perspective of Harley Quinn. Okay. And, I can see that And now. that's why like, it's so important that it's not about the team. It's mm-hmm. about them as individual characters. And we spend so much time with them as individual characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes this already related and connected to them. Because like, what it did is that it established... I don't need a team-up movie to care about these characters. Exactly. And these characters can show up anywhere from here on out, and I'm happy to see them. They basically pull off an Avengers. Yeah. Like, they, like you don't yeah. have to see these other movies. They introduce you to all these characters, like, in their inespecial bits, and then when they do come together, like, you know them, so it feels and like, special. And, like, like I would... I would watch a movie with Dinah as the main character now. Yeah. I don't need the team to watch the movie. Yeah. But but I mean, luckily at the end, they all the um, Dinah, Renee, and um, Helena. Helena. Thank you. They're like, and how they're all like, yeah, we're now officially the Birds of Prey. Sure. Which cool. But at the same time, as I watch the movies, like I care about Harley. Well, that comes. I to, want Harley to get out of her bad situation of her getting shit on. The the apparent the director came out and said any Birds of Prey sequels won't focus so heavily on Harley Quinn. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. And I think that's why they, at the end Harley is not with the Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, th- she steals Dinah's car. Well, she works really well with them. Well, because like they they do put them on the path where it's like they're going to be good guys, and Harley Quinn is still, and this is really important to this movie, still a bad person. Yes. Like she's still a villain. She sold out Cassandra. Still, that is not <laughs> a great a, that... character to follow, but yeah. she's still a villain. Yeah. Yeah, and next she shows up in the Suicide Squad, Suicide and she'll Squad. still th- rob, and she'll and when, still murder. When yep. she when when she almost loses Bruce, oh man, I uh, didn't see a body, so I was still when, suspe- when, suspect. I was kind of I was kind of like no, and then Doc betrays her. That Lotus yeah. flower. You feel so bad for her in that moment, and then she repeats the line, "It's just business" to Cassandra because she just got sold out, so she can do it to someone else. Yeah. Uh, something that I was really impressed by that I didn't expect was like how much like actual emotion. I mean, she's an actress, Margot Robbie, but, like, Harley Quinn is, like, a real person. Like, I've never, like, I didn't feel that way in Suicide Squad or a lot of the comics. Like, she is a person who's gone through so much actual trauma, and she's often actually crying, and she is really sad, and she is a person in this movie. And she takes up hobbies to get over her sadness, like roller derby. And that is something from the comics that I think is a cool little touch. Um, I was just really impressed by that. And they bring in her being a psychiatrist. Yeah. They add that into She's analyzing people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still breaking people's legs. Yes. Oh, man, multiple <laughs> leg breaking scenes. The, so good. There's a moment where she breaks the dude's legs three times. Yes. Yeah. I was like, each time I was like, ooh, There's, no. With, I don't know if it's with the bat or the mallet, but she does like a, like a weird like octopus move where she like like rolls with them. Yeah. And she like, I'm like, she, oh my God, this is like awful. You know what? There's also, there's also like action sequences that I'm just like only like, 
honestly, like only a woman could direct something like this. Because mm-hmm. there's a moment where 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 Harley's grabbed, like the, like over, around the stomach, and and he she puts the bat through and twists it. Yes, yeah. I've never seen that. I've never yeah. seen yeah. that so before. Good. And and twists it to release. And I was like, I've never seen that in an action yeah. movie before. That is awesome. Because that dude would just be like do like a headbutt or something like macho, like oh, how am I gonna get out of this? Like, no, yeah. she's smart. She's using the weapon that she has. Yeah, right. She's such a smart fighter, and yeah. I never, I never mm. knew I wanted to see Harley Quinn be as good of a fighter as that. Yeah, but wow. Yeah, really, really like the action sequences. They're really good. I really, uh, I'm gonna say really like one of the um, car, the one of the car when she's chasing the car with the. The thing. With oh, the when, she's, when she's when uh, she's she's skidding skates. behind. Uh, yeah, do do with the the rollerblading action scene is just so great. And again, they set that up early with her yeah. being in roller derby, so it makes sense why she has roller skates. Yeah, like all the action is set up and like executed so perfectly. Can someone ex- can someone explain to me the scene like when she gets caught by and brought to Cyanus, uh before the hit goes when out? Helen, when Helena kills the. No, 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 no. When um, Sionis smacks Harley Quinn and we get that weird Lady Gaga dream. Dance oh, she's just hallucinating because she got okay. hit in the head. She's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that did I mean, not that did not show up where and when I thought it would in same. the movie based yeah. on the trailer appearance. But I still like it. I mean, yeah, I like there was moment. one part during the movie where I was watching it and it took me out and asked and I asked myself, "What the hell is going on? Why was this in the movie?" May it was I, probably that that dream sequence. May but, I? Uh, but in five minutes, I didn't. Rem- I forgot about it. It didn't matter anymore. May I attempt to put a context to it? Sure. Um, Har- it is implied that Harley was abused by the Joker, not just mm-hmm. emotionally, but physically. Uh-huh. So, in being physically abused by a man of power who is very similar to the Joker in a sense, that is Roman Sionis, she is having a fantasy of, could I be this to this again? Oh, I did not see that like that. I just saw it as a random dance number. And doesn't want to be. Wow. Okay. Also, even... Because, because it's very purposeful in the fact that Roman comes out in the black mask garb and it's it's done up in a way where in the fancy art of like Alex Ross or something you would imagine the Joker and Harley dancing together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's trying in that moment because he hits her the same way that Joker would hit her. Because that's a scene where she's like, okay, I'll instead of kill me, I'll work for you. I'll work for you, yeah. exactly. So and she's, she's like, considering, yeah. is this the life I want? And even yes. in that moment thinking, I don't think I want this again. And then she betrays Cass and realizes, oh, I, I messed up. Oopsies. Yeah. She she's always been an interesting villain in the comics since she was turned into, uh, I call her Looney Tune Harley. Yeah. Um, uh, no disrespect now that I kind of love her. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> like I, it, I haven't read uh, honestly. I haven't read a lot of that newish yeah. Harley Quinn, so it, it makes me want to go back and like maybe maybe there's something to it. Yeah, I, I love the animation style at the beginning of the film. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me what too. is what is the song she? What are the lyrics she's singing in that fantasy scene? Does anybody remember? Oh, Diamonds are girl's best friend. Diamonds are girl's best friend. Oh. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's all about like what she could have if she's with him. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Thing. Also, diamond is like what they're after. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the and she could the, and she could do portion. this. She could be with him. She could have power and all that position again that she's now lost because she publicly broke up with the Joker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. And she doesn't really want that. Dinah Lance rules. Dinah Lance, yeah, Journey Smollett Brown she is kills it. In, she is so good. Uh, when she finally earns that canary cry. Yeah. When they mentioned her mother, I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, she's she's a, like a kick fighter, just like she is in a comic. So like, she's like, man, you, how do you do those high kicks in those tight pants? Uh, yeah. The, like I like the laughing about it at the end. I was yeah. scared when Renee got shot at the booby trap. Oh, she's wearing the Harley outfit. Yeah, though. she's wearing yeah. the outfit underneath, and then Harley's like, "See, aren't you glad you wore this? It's bulletproof." I'm like, "Stylish and bulletproof." Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the chemistry between everyone rules. Like oh. whoever is talking to each other, like it's uh, it's all good. The Again, whole cast works so well together. I could not find a single part where it's like these two people on screen are just horrible together. Everyone's like, like Ewan McGregor is playing off of Margot Robbie. Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston is playing off of everyone, and everyone's like the just like the one liner is like man i love this chick and her rage issues i don't have rage issues or like the whole bow and arrow thing she's like it's a crossbow i'm not effing 12 yeah i did like that scene i love that Mm -hmm. uh isn't it incredible that a female director was able to use slow motion action in a better way than Zack snyder and bvs easy money oh that was low-hanging fruit, man. He just went for it. That was the lowest of the low-hanging fruit. The fruit was on the ground. The slow-motion action <laughs> is seamless, and it works really well, and I don't feel like it's overdone, and I don't feel like it, like it tracks. It feels like it always adds in a moment because it's always popping at a moment when oh, a yeah. lot of motion is It's happening. the scene like where like the com- speakers are going off, and she's like kicking. <clears throat> exactly. Like, when like, a oh, comic yeah. book would show you the panel. Exactly. Like the action panel. Exactly. Yeah. Sparks, you brought up this. It was either you or Ryan, but you brought this great um, point in the car how this whole movie was like a six issue mini introducing yeah. the entire um, team. I think I think it's about like a five issue mini, but yeah, yeah same point. But um, yeah, uh, I feel short. like I well, I feel like it moves in the way that those five issue minis move because like you're following Harley, but then you get the recap story. You bounce back to a cliffhanger moment in the main current continuity. We don't get back. To you like pick back up on it and the you follow that. Then you bounce back to another yeah. character. You come back to a cliffhanger moment. and You do that. Rinse we're and repeat, a, but it yeah. works really well in the narrative. We're in a lot of flashbacks yeah. and flashbacks and flashbacks, and like we don't get to the actual like plot of the uh, like return to the plot of the movie till like halfway through. It's never I decide where the story starts because it's my yeah. <laughs> story four <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, I thought the story flowed really well, and it was never lost in the narrative. Um, the the way it handles the flashbacks are so. Uh, excellently crafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie just pops. It's so colorful, and it never, um, it it's never short. ignores Suicide Squad. No. It's like it's no, it's, it doesn't. It absolutely really references it multiple times. Yeah. Captain Boomerang, her old outfit. There's uh, a sequence when there's a sequence taken from Suicide Squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see the back of Jared Leto. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really cool too. Um, I, I love I love the length of it. It never feels too long. Never feels too short. It's a good to, length. Yeah. To me, it honestly like I, it felt just right. I was I yeah. was. I was really satisfied at the end. I was like, "That was just yeah. enough movie." Mm-hmm. I just it's it's so good. It's like because uh, we didn't get as much of the actual birds of prey together as 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 like I wanted. Like that's it's not even a complaint. It's just like I like this movie so much. Like I just I wanted more. But like yeah. it, it is it is a perfect length. Like it is satisfying. I'm just like, man, I could watch more of this. I just yeah. want more of these characters. I'm excited to see Margot Robbie and the Suicide Squad. I am too. I hope it. I hope she continues this 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 passion. I so really I- hope that like. Uh, Harley and Cassie just end up in the Suicide Squad. That's where they're going. Or that's like that's like I hope like, they're just like hey homies. Yeah, it's like hey. I didn't realize Margot helped produce this movie either. She yeah. She's been she's been trying to get this movie. Like this movie evolved from the solo Harley Quinn movie that she was trying to. do. This has actually a lot in common with Deadpool. Not just yeah. in terms of like the type of movie, but like Ryan Reynolds championed that movie for a long time and like like make the movie that we want. And the make. investment she has in doing this character, yeah, mm-hmm. because like she is good at it. And yeah, and but she had a greater uphill battle both because a she's a woman trying to do a movie about a female comic book character, and which for some Squad. reason yeah. has to get shit on all the time. And Suicide Squad sucks. And uh, and Suicide Squad didn't go well. So yeah. uh, because of that, like she has this huge uh, battle she has to win over that. That Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool didn't, yeah. and unfortunately, this movie is not making money, and it, that, that it's the lowest making uh, DC movie of all of them. And I'm like, I I truly can't believe that. Shocked, because like it, I still think Aquaman's my favorite movie, but like it's this is like right up there, number two. Like I think this I movie agree. is outstanding. Yeah, 
in like I, almost I have, every way. I I can I'd struggle to find a flaw. Yeah. I, like I'm, I I want to I really want to see it. It again. was the under it was the underperformance of this film where I'm just like guess DC fans don't want don't want good movies. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just they don't want good movies. Somebody put up a chart of like all the highest grossing and BVS is still the highest grossing one. Yes. And I'm like that's just wrong. Why do we live in this world? I mean, I get it. No, Batman and Superman, yeah. Like, the, just like the hype level it, was so high. It's just like the quality versus like the money. It's literally the opposite for both these movies. For sure. We were ranking we were ranking the movies uh together and we were just like, well, it's you know, in some way we had Suicide Squad, Batman, movie, Superman, um at the Justice bottom. League of Man of Steel at the bottom of the Then there's a huge gap. Yeah. Somewhere in there is Joker. Probably his Joker <laughs> Right there. right literally in the middle. <laughs> and then we and then we got the the new crop, the the four good ones. Man. Now yeah. five good ones. Yeah. And they're filming Batman right now. Oh, man. And they're filming The Suicide Squad right now. Yeah, five right good now. ones. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Shazam. Four good ones. Four good ones. Four and yeah. a half. I'll say Joker's a half. I'll get that. He just won an Oscar. He's, that movie's I, okay. Well, I meant... I w- uh, he meant like main DCU oh, continuity, like, continuity, like the four good ones of the DCU now. Yes. Yeah. What what was once known as the DCEU? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we have a luckily we have a very cheap theater five minutes away from us. Like I I legitimately think after work I'm just gonna like I might go see this again if, if I, I'm not I'd too tired. Love to, I'd love to go see. I this am again. totally down to see this movie. Yeah, again. Um, I love this movie. If, if I wish this were a like summer blockbuster because it deserves it. Like uh, if this came out in the summer, this would have been one of my favorite movies. I wish Warner Brothers had marketed for it. I harder. wish they would have believed in it. Campaign. They should know they have something good here. I can't so believe it. So the advantage that exists here is that. Um, that there's still two weeks of it having the potential to grow some legs and get a lot Hope of Hope word of mouth really helps. I, I do too. I do too. God. Because like people are kicking up a storm and saying like, no, this is like really good. The only, so, because I'm on Twitter a lot, way too much. Sure. Uh, the, the two things I've seen are n- never that it's bad. It's I saw it, it's great. Or, oh, I didn't see it because I didn't see anything about it. Or, but the one I've seen is, I didn't want to see it because it's woke. I mean, uh, shut yeah, up. We're talking That's, about like yeah. like the the yeah. actual potential viewers, yeah. not the people who are just going to write it. The, off. I know, there, but I'm just there was saying. not enough marketing at all. Shut up. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I you know what I I saw, I see billboards and posters all over the place, but I don't I don't remember the last time I saw a billboard or a poster for this movie. I've seen an ad for the Invisible Man pop up like in front of a YouTube video at least once every couple weeks yeah, man, they're for pushing the past that one few way months hard. ever since that well, first trailer came out. I, I know that's a different company, but like it's th- I should have that kind of marketing for Birds of Prey. They should have treated this like a big release, and Absolutely. they didn't. It did come out February. Yeah, it's like it's a, cheap, a big movie. It is a cheaper movie. It is. Uh, so it's already made back most of its budget. So it will probably have international legs. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll have domestic legs. It's just it's, it's got, got a, a runaway it's, success. It's got a while till its next competition. So I just don't think it's going to be enough for DC to be like, oh yeah, we're fast tracked. That's equal. Yeah, that sucks. That that does. I'll, it's going to get five more of my bucks. I think they are interested in keeping the character of Harley Quinn at least. It's good. Definitely, it's, it's getting rate, at least forty more of my bucks. Is yeah. this or Wonder Woman the highest rated DC movie that we've had critically? All like Rotten Tomatoes because last time I checked Rotten Tomatoes, this movie had ninety one percent. That's a good question. They're all they're all like might be, 70s, 80s, 90s. Oh wait, I saw I saw it. I think it might be Aquaman. Hell yeah. Ooh. Okay. My man. I don't know. We could look it up later. Yeah, we we can. But all of them have never none of them are are, are f- all the are good rotten. ones are under are above yeah. Yeah. 60 70%. Yeah. yeah. Uh this movie's stupid good. Um it is. I want to talk the, about Zaz real quick. Yeah. I think Zaz rules in this movie. He is so weird and like slimy and the relationship he has with Roman is like almost like sexual. 
Like yeah. it's, no, it's it's definitely it's there. super funny, and he just wants to he just wants to please him and satisfy him so hard. That scene where he's just taking Dinah around and pointing out the mess, and Zaz is getting jealous. God, yeah. yeah, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I have like nothing negative to say. Like honestly, I'm, it, I'm I'd, shocked. I'd really struggle to. Uh, like I'd have to really fight to find something to yeah. say that's negative. I I think it's such a strong film. Yeah. Okay, such a great outing with these characters. I just and want this director. more. Yeah. Uh, all of the actors are delivering. Uh, Margot Robbie does a great job doing the Harley Quinn narration through it. The narrative storytelling is so inventive. Yeah, it just flows so well. God, the prison scene when she comes in, when she first comes in, just yeah. starts shooting them with uh, beanbags. Yes, yes, I'd like to report a confetti. terrible crime. And then uh, he's like, "What terrible crime is that? This one, bang!" So I have the list of all the DC movies. Hit me. All right, so Man of Steel, fifty-six percent. Suicide Squad, twenty-seven percent. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, twenty-eight percent. Justice League, forty percent. Those are at the bottom. For the good ones, the good ones. Wonder Woman, ninety-three percent. Aquaman, sixty-six percent. Way oh, too low. Shut wow. up. Whoa. Oh. Shazam, ninety percent, and Birds of Prey, eighty percent. Oh, is that eighty now? So, yeah. So uh, they got two nineties though. That's good. Wonder Woman is the highest grossing. Oh, the highest rated. The DC highest rated. Movie. Man, okay. Aquaman's way better than in this <laughs> franchise. Shit. Yeah. That's like a Lord of the Rings movie. People are. Well, this was the whole thing. Is uh, when I was talking to Brandon about it, I'm like, I like Wonder Woman a lot, but like. I'm wanting to put it higher up on the list just because it's Wonder Woman, yes. and I shouldn't treat it that way. Yes, uh, Birds of Prey is incredible, though. Yeah. Like yeah. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I love that movie. Yeah, I want to well, go see it again right now. Yeah, on, on, honestly, like <laughs> if I was about to fall asleep, I'd probably join you. I mean, honestly, like I just kind of feel like the the any kind of flaws that this movie does have i mean all movies have flaws yeah um i'm struggling to remember a lot of them mostly because i'm tired but like i only saw the movie once but it it's easy to forgive because of the amount of passion and love that you see in the movie in every frame there is passion yeah. um and it's it's so nice that warner brothers is like make the movie you want yes yeah Make the movie you want. It it feels so of its own nature, but like it can totally fit in the same universe as these other movies, and yeah, that's absolutely. awesome. It tec- technically does. It does. Yeah. Um. And uh, I told you when we saw it. Um. This is my favorite take on Gotham. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a live, it's a mix film. of kind of all. It's, the it's a mix yeah. of like L.A. and Chicago, and it's got you see a lot of the infrastructure where it's dilapidated, but you also get like inner city stuff. And I'm like, this is, this doesn't feel like one spot of Gotham is everywhere. It feels yeah. like Gotham has many different pieces to it. Like the which Dark makes Knight trilogy, like it's all Chicago. When you extend past Batman and yeah. all the other characters that are in Gotham, I'm like, I feel like this is a Gotham that actually can have all these characters in it and all these different avenues have, of where they live and yeah. not just like the, the gothic noir feel of, really of good, Batman. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. Uh, it, like it has Amusement Mile, which is like a, an abandoned theme park. I don't think we've ever seen Amusement Mile in a live action film. No. We never have. That's, that's awesome. so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, the the all the stuff with with Ian McGregor and Zaz yeah Zaz is really cool. Yeah. Black uh, Mask, uh, his club is awesome. I kind of wish his kinda, mask is awesome. Yeah. His mask is really cool. I kind of wish Zaz had the uh, the the lines like the, and he makes up oh. for it when he opens his chest. Yeah, because that dude is covered on his chest. Yeah, but yeah. In, in in the comics, look, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But in the comics, he makes he makes notches yeah. like four notches in the yeah, of course. Through. But um, it, when he opens that chest, like we don't yeah, see he counts him by fu- we don't see him die. He gets stabbed a bunch, but we don't see him die. Oh, God. Not like see. Roman, who's H- Huntress is pretty confident no. he's dead. She shoots him in the neck. No, I understand. I'm like, saying, it totally could. Uh, big scar. He got he got effed up. He's probably dead. Also, I just love when, it, when uh, Harley Quinn pulls out her um, her like, her like dart, 
whatever the dart was in her neck. Oh, just stabs and, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, hold it! Stab! <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she's like constantly stabbing him as much as she could. Even I mean, though she's, she's paralyzed. And yeah. she's just... And then everyone's like, hold it! Stabs him one more time. Yeah, real... This is a really yeah. funny movie that has actual emotion, like really good action. Probably the most action packed of the DC movies. Like really, uh, there's like fight scenes every Aquaman. couple minutes. I had a feeling from the trailer the, the, has the the most action. <laughs> uh, I will say the best action that is like the actors doing it, not like CGI action, oh, sure. but like the actors doing it the most of that, yeah. and you really feel all of it. Uh, the the entire like battle outside at amusement mile oh, yeah. uh, with all the different moving pieces is so like incredibly fun to watch oh, what a great yeah. set piece. in the fun house yes so cool so unique i've never seen anything like it before right. it's so much fun they're all in their own unique era the tracking areas. shot where they were just pushing cassie around yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so good yeah using rollerblades and those hands that slap you yeah uh-huh. uh, huntress oh God, bouncing so good. was yeah. it harley who gave huntress or uh, black canary hair tie the hair tie yeah, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. That yeah. was funny. She's like, "Need hair tie? Oh yeah, thanks." That's what that's and what Huntress and Huntress hands off the car to Cass and says, "Just squeeze oh. this and and oh yeah, yeah. D- d- shut your eyes and hold yeah, on to um, this." And it, like has this personal connection moment with her. I said it to you. I, I said it to you in the car, but like uh, Huntress is like in her own movie. She's like in her own samurai revenge yeah, yeah. movie, and that's why like when she's like <laughs> she stumbles into the wrong movie. Yeah, she stumbles into the wrong movie, and no one like takes her seriously, and she's so pissed about <laughs> it. Yeah. And I just love that so much. And then she's like awkwardly trying to connect with them at the Mexican restaurant. At yeah. The end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll 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 fist bump that. Yeah, yeah. Can't, she can't She's do like it. It's like a shawarma scene, man. It's like it's just like it's there's so much chemistry and it's like it's just so much fun. Like I was smiling this whole movie. Yeah, I was good, having yeah. a great time. Good times. Yeah. Um, Roman Sionis got blown the f up. Yeah, man. Oh man. Oh man. There's a couple <laughs> of mo- moments from this movie where I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah. or like you know laughing at the pain. Um, <laughs> but the, when when Roman. Like gets flipped off the thing out the pier and then explodes into pieces. Oh, yeah. And everyone in my theater was like, "Oh shit!" Our theater <laughs> was pretty uh, not empty, but like it was it was a kind of empty. Yeah, I yeah. wish I would have saw this on like a Friday night with my a theater was, re- was really into it. That's good. I, I wish we'd had a packed crowd. Yeah. My theater had I had a pretty decent sized theater, and there were a bunch of times like when the guy's legs get broken three different times yeah. in four yeah. different so ways. Everyone was like, "Oh!" And of course, when Roman. When uh, um, Cassandra Chang says, I have your ring, she pulls the pin on a grenade. I was not expecting Roman to blow up. Yeah, neither I was I. expecting oh. him to, like, this movie's so good. I was expecting him to, like, get away. I'm a little bummed that he is dead, but at the same time, I got a beautiful performance from Ian, from Ian McGregor. The fact that we have I'm such okay. an incredible film where Zaz is such a great character, uh-huh. where Black Mask is such a great character, I'm like, that should just when be enough. Killing, yeah. When he's killing the family, oh. and he's just like, I'm going to let when, you live. Is is, is that a snot bubble? Ew. Oh, I changed Ew. my mind. Oh, gross. Yes, that's great, but I'm so glad that they follow it up later with the Erica on the table scene. Yeah. Oh, where so everybody's so like, this is so gross. And yeah, one of yeah. my favorite parts of that is Dinah watching and wiping away a tear quickly yeah. Yeah. to hide it. And there's uh-huh. like a, there's a backstory where like... And he's like, you'd never betray me, right? Yeah. Just Roman like, in this took moment. her in. Oh, man. Because yeah. like, she, uh, Roman took her in, like he got off the street, so like she feels like she owes him. Yeah. And like you feel that throughout the whole movie and like why she won't leave aside until she actually does. Like every character has such good, strong motivations. Uh, and then Roman's just easy Sh- easy to dislike too. Shouts to Ali Wong for being in this movie. Yeah, I didn't realize it was her. And I'm usually oh, yeah. good yeah. about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, she plays a, uh, Renee's ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. who's, a, mm-hmm. who's a, the, the assistant the DA. DA. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, man. Everyone, everyone rules in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah uh, I don't know. That's it. 
We can guess it a little bit more if you want, but no, I mean, like, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything like specific. Oh, oh, I knew it was going to be one of my favorite moments from the trailer, but the part where Harley is uh, drunk and talking to Dinah and says, uh, "Do you know what a Harlequin is?" Oh, that yeah. whole scene uh, that forms their little connection. I was like, "Oh, this yeah. is this is a great scene. Yeah. This is a great scene." Yeah, yeah, I really like the, the way she slides up to her, and it's the like it's, it's got comedic intent on both ends, but in the middle, it's all heart. The, the scene, scene, the scene in the apartment when she, when she's eating cereal with Cassie, yeah. yeah, watching Looney Tunes. It's such a pure moment uh-huh. of her, her like. Because before that, we've seen her just alone in that apartment, and then we see her together, and she's happy. She's smiling. Yeah. The scene where she gets and loses her sandwich. I mean, yeah. I felt Margo, that. Margot Robbie delivering an Oscar-worthy performance over an egg sandwich. <laughs> I <laughs> felt for that sandwich. Yeah. Who's... We're gonna get through this. I just love I, her watching it being made and, like, the wind be blown on her, and she's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I have all my best ideas when I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... The scene where she blows up base chemicals, it's all good. It's, it's so colorful. Good, yeah. Yeah. I good. can't... And I, I could keep gushing about this The movie. way they open this with that animation just getting you up to speed, uh-huh. and it's like, you know who the Joker is. Here it is. This is the relationship and everything, but yeah. without... I thought that was so well executed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we're 30 minutes. Can, can dive, can dive anybody in, like uh, my my parents, who I yeah. recommend, like, go see this. Like, you, you fundamentally just don't need to understand her relationship with the Joker, and the movie tells you that, and that's all you need. Yeah. Oh, it also shows that she had a girlfriend at one point in time. Yes, it did. Yeah, that was awesome. True. All right. I know a few people are really hoping for a po- um, poison ivy cat. I'm cat one of them. Uh, Gotham oh City God. sirens. I'm definitely one of them. I at want one, one Zoe point, Kravitz to interact with these characters. As at one point, I did not want a Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, and the Gotham City sirens, but now I'm like. Please, Honestly, you. now I'm just kind of like, just put Harley in the team movie just so you can introduce the because, team and then make her go. What this, yeah. To me, what this movie showed is she can become in a way a blend of both versions of harley yeah yeah she does not have to be that version yeah i, I appreciate I, as a fan of classic harley i appreciate that yeah and you saw well an anime version of her classic suit always nice to see very nice to see um all right oh yeah all and, right and That's little, the, cre- and little credits thing was funny yeah that the was cute cre- uh mm-hmm. or the the by the way the the people have been tweeting this comic book professional has been tweeting about this but the uh, special thanks at the end. Oh, it's it's everybody who's ever touched everybody, Harley Quinn. <laughs> everybody who's ever touched Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn. Yeah. It's really cool. It's nice. really great that they do that. All right. Let's move on to our book club then. Can we rate we? it first? Yeah, we haven't rated it yet. Let's rate it first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, stop moving things. Hey, we're all tired. We're Brandon, exhausted. what do you rate it? We woke up at 5 in the morning, okay? Woke up? 8 a.m. <laughs> you hear that, folks? 8 a.m. out of noon. This gets an 8 a.m. rating out of Fake noon podcast. <laughs> Weather forecast, 8 a.m. Sunny skies. Do you want to take a moment or do you want to try again? 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. 8, eight, eight out of 10. Okay. Uh, I give it a solid 9.5. So I, I would uh, give it a 9 out of 10. I like oh, this a whole a, bunch. It's a 9.5. It yeah. is Fan freaking test. And again, like I, 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 I almost feel bad. Where like I never, I guess I never really gave those Harley, th- Harley books a chance because like it's not the Harley yeah. that I wanted. But like after seeing after seeing this movie, I'm like, if this is if the comics are half as good as this, like shit. I mean, Harley's never been a character that's been super big on my radar, anyways, as a comic book fan. Yeah. I mean, obviously she has her diehard fans, and more power to you. Hell yeah. There's but, an issue. There's a comic book where she fights Captain Carrot. Okay. Ooh, wow. Convergence. Oh. oh, it's actually pretty cool. She kills Captain Carrot. Hey man, that's what the hell? With a poison carrot. Oh, that makes sense. She would do that. 
Captain Rhubarb. But now that that Harley has seen this huge surge of popularity over the years, I'm glad that she now finally has a movie where she kicks ass and take names. Remember when she literally. Was, remember when and she it's was not just to... a piece of shit like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Remember when it was supposed to be a, her and Arrow? She's going to be one of the Task Force sets. They teased yeah, that. They yeah, they did. They did. All right. Now, should we get into our book club? Yep. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Book Store. Can I help you find anything today? Yeah, hi. Um, Do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, Anything readable? All right, time now for our book club. Uh, this week I chose Batman Damned. Damn, The dog. first of the uh, DC Black Label books uh, from Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. Starting with a high note. Is it Bermejo or Bermejo? It's Bermejo. Bermejo. Oh, the J is silent. Damn, I've been saying it wrong for years. No! Um... What did we all think of this one? Let's go around the horn on this one. Uh, Sparks. I was not crazy about this. Right. I think this book looks really pretty. Ben. Yeah, I have to say what these guys said. It, uh, at first, <laughs> I thought, at first when I was done reading it, I was like, hmm, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, this actually has some problems with it. See, I was reading it, and I'm like, man, like there are ideas that I can see where you're going with it yeah. and like the cool stuff you're doing with like Dead Man and Zatanna, but I'm like, the, the, you're writing. I'm just like... I never connected with it. I don't understand. So, so I I picked this blind. I had not read this before. Yeah. Uh, b- before we did that, so I'm absolving myself of. Oh no, you intentionally picking a shitty book. Um, <laughs> and and it got to a point where I was like, Constantine's monologue has to make sense eventually, right? Yeah, it never did. No, because it just wants to sound intelligent. You know, it sounded a lot like okay, because with a book with a title called Batman Damned. You would think that, because my thought was at some point Batman actually was dead and he was damned and sent well, to hell. Well, the idea is he killed the Joker. Yeah. In this book, is that is that people think he killed the Joker? It's like yeah. it's like it's more like a like a oh I'm, I'm you're a damn you're damned and like, you're a bad en- guy. Enchantress, yeah. Enchantress is trying to kill him, maybe. Maybe or she. I don't know what, what was Enchantress trying to do. I th- I don't know. Enchantress was could like not trying to tell you. Is she is she the co- ghost of Christmas past or something? She acts like it. Also, yeah. Thomas Wayne is a cheater. Yeah, that. I mean, have you seen Joker? If there, okay. I mean, it's a black label book. They can do whatever yeah, they want. If there was one thing that I actually did kind of like was the fact that it t- it turns the Thomas Wayne into Gotham's White Knight. Dude, he was not a good person. I don't mind that because I did that in the Batman Telltale series. Uh, if it's a black label book, like it's its own little thing, so yeah. I don't mind that. There's there's some art bits where I really like <clears throat> where it's a uh, the Batman suit is like attacking him in the Batcave when he's naked. Oh, I like the vulnerability of that scene, the splash page. Batwing. Um, the the other sequence I really like are the, is the nine panel, uh, this nine panel page where the skeleton reveals the heart behind the bat. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. again a cool it, visual. And a sta- like Lee Bermejo is one of the uh, the best artists alive. Like, it, it's incredible work he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, the I just, art is really. I just oh, yeah. I just wish the stuff I had to one read. One of my favorite. Know. One of my favorite Batman suits. Yeah, yeah. I was very excited when I got interesting Noel. depiction of it, the Spectre. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it, mind it. Is okay. that who that was? Yeah. It is. It, it, it took is. Me a Did they not say his name? To no, f- they no. don't. It took me a while to figure out that was Jim Corgan as the Spectre. You got it. It took me a while to figure out it was Etrigan. Oh yeah, with the yeah, d- j- Bloody J. I picked up on that one a little quicker. Yeah, uh, I, I said, well, j- Bloody J because Jason Blood. Well, That's also, also he eventually does say the I, name Etrigan. I actually really like that interpretation. I do too. I do too. Bloody J. J. Etrigan has to speak in rhyme, so what better way for then to be a rapper again? Like all these ideas, like I think that, like you said, Brandon, uh, to me, like Dead, Dead Man's debit. design yeah. is awesome. I love mm-hmm. that corpse he looked design, but I'm like, and the 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 idea that when he's in, when he's inside someone, it's like a cancer. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's like hurting them. 
That's, that's I, like a new I take, like, right? I yeah, like yeah. the fake out that when like Constantine's first showing up, you think it'll be Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, because yeah. of the way the shadow is and everything, mm-hmm. and then it's Constantine when he lights the lighter, yeah. and you're like, oh, you got me. How I'll tell we, you well. How do we feel about, uh, about uh, Harley Quinn? Oof. <laughs> Talk about a week of having some good Harley Quinn content. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that's, that was rough. He's, she's wearing Joker's face, I think. Oh, she pulling a Joker's daughter? It looks like it. Jesus. I thought she painted her. I, I thought she just painted I think it's just face. It looks it like, like just It's just messy paint. Okay. Because we we see what his face looks like. I don't feel like they look the same, and I also don't know how she would get to his yeah. body. Brian Azzarello has written good Batman before, right? Uh, <laughs> 15 years ago. He's also written very good Wonder Woman. Ten years ago. That is a really good book. It is, but it's a very again. This is hold a, on. A it black has not label. been ten years since nine years. Sorry, ago. twenty eleven. New fifty two is twenty eleven. Nine years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I know it hits us. Um. No, I'm saying like he is a good writer, but like the last couple of years he's taken like like what he did with uh the Killing Joke. Yeah. Uh, other uh, uh Batman movies. Like he's just taking this like mature like kind of pervy mature like, but kind of immature at the like same frank time. miller like what yeah. frank miller's become but yeah. i'm like brian Rosella, yeah. you're not there yet you he's shouldn't doing be doing a book this. called faithless yeah. having read this like i think i know what, why yeah. i um i i don't i don't like the attack on a lot of things what i will say uh, i want to touch on the thomas wayne thing before i forget it what i will say that i did like about the choice about thomas wayne cheating i just don't feel like the back end of like what that lesson should mean yeah. pays off in any conceivably good way what i do like is that bruce is a daddy's boy yeah mm. and so much so that he blames his mom yeah for driving his father away until that moment when he sees her crying mm-hmm that's good. And just pointing the gun at him. And I'm like, man, if you actually like paid off this lesson in some important way later in the story, this would be a really good moment. And yeah. Crime Alley is a good visual of, with uh, Enchantress mask cracked, cracked up to the eye. Yeah. All the Enchantress. Oh, yeah. They like, make it. They, they, I, I couldn't understand. Like they kind of made it seem like he shot them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's kinda what made, I was going to say. Like Enchantress did it. Made him, di- made him do it or right. something. Like um, she call keep call she, she keeps calling Bruce tearless. As if he can't cry. Mm, oh, yeah. So for him to become fearless, he has to become tearless, so he shoots his parents. It, it does at it least does that's that what implication, I, and it's very, it's very unclear if we're keep, meant to believe that that is, in fact, yeah. Bruce's origin story, or if it is just a figment of whatever hellscape yeah. he's created for himself. I yeah. don't know what it... That's the thing. I don't know what it is. Because there's just it, dark forces coming after him. I do like Enchantress's final look when yeah. she's holding him. The way her skull oh, is like the, cracked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Spooky, I love really that. Cool. Swamp yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Swamp I like dope I, as hell. I like that issue. Yeah. Like, Swamp ba- Thing uh, is rad. Batman's, you like that part of that issue. Sorry, part, it's like, yeah, it's like five pages. Uh, but like, uh, Before the weeping angels show up. Ba- yeah, Batman's oh. trapped in a casket. Yeah, oh, I'm buried alive. And Swamp Thing's like, ah, oh, what's up, Knight? I'm here to protect you. Look out for Constantine. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds yeah. just like that. We, we didn't touch on it too much, but the Constantine bit reminded me that, that the Harley Quinn stuff was very clearly changed in post. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the, the Harley Quinn stuff does not work well at all. No. Yeah. That, oh, I, don't, I think a lot of things don't really work well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, could, you could tell that was them really trying to be like, we're black label, this is mature, push so the envelope was, as far as humanly possible. And then I'm like, huh. Did, uh, did Constantine? But the art was good. 
Did Constantine do anything? No, that I was gonna say. Like, I don't even understand Constantine's purpose. His narration is flimsy. Yeah. Uh, it it doesn't. His presence doesn't work anywhere near as well as like the random comers and goers, like Dead Man or Spectre or or Swamp Thing. I don't think Zatanna's that's hella good. At I don't all. think I don't love Zatanna's. I just like I just yeah, like that's really good art. It's like really Zatanna's good art. art. That hardcover uh, Swamp Thing page is. Incredible, Brandon. I, I like Zatanna's art except for the one shot where her shorts turn into a thong. Ayo. Oops, I missed that. Damn, that's a big ass hardcover. It looks nice. Uh oh yeah, here's some the art looks great. Here's some Constantine. Be in control. Be in control. Intellectually a concept we understand, but alas, one that blinds us. See the words in control as in surrounded, controlled is nothing any of us want to be. This is bad. It's and like somebody what led to our fallen from gra- from our fall. It's from like grace. somebody copy pasted every single narration Mohinder ever did on the Heroes television show uh, and uh, combined uh, it all into a narration for a comic. Yeah, I have the uh, uh, Joker's just alive at the end of this book. Yeah, I, I, I thought Batman became Joker for a second. I'm like, but why? Wait, oh, oh, he's just alive. What was the point of that? What was the point of Joker even being dead? It, it, exactly. It There's haunts, so many things. I'm like, why is this it happening? Haunts Goth- it haunts Batman. I don't know. Uh, I, I, my interpretation was that Batman was in hell. But he figuratively, says, I wish, I wish the figuratively, Joker would and live. he, yes, I wish the Joker would live. So he undoes it, but gives up his own life. If that's, that's why it's it, like sucked in and then the Joker lives. That's and not because he has like a line right where he's like, I'm just concerned about what he'll do if I'm not if I'm not around or yeah. something like that. Is right we, before that happens. OK, I guess. But that's uh, not uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is definitive. I am saying this is the best interpretation I could draw from yeah. what the book was offering. It wasn't me. giving us that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well. I mean, they can all be winners. I mean, again, like I think I do think the Swamp Thing stuff is cool. Uh, but Constantine is a type of character who does just show up in books. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to give you some exposition and walk I out." Think but like, it was pointless in this. I book, think it's I really like. cool on a concept level to have a Batman comic that mostly features characters like Dead Man, Enchantress, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, yeah. Bloody J. Yes, exactly. Spectre, Constantine, all the like spookies. to focus on all those characters. The Etrigan yeah. part I did really like. Yeah. Pretty much all of that. Like yeah. them going into the fire and Dead Man being like, oh, fire! Oh, this feels... Awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's excited to feel yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I like. I really like Dead Man's interpretation. Like the art's gorgeous. Like yeah. you can't say it, say it enough. The art's beautiful. No, the art's really wonderful. It's just uh, uh, I don't know what this story's trying to say at all. Yeah. And I think if I did, I'd find it gross. Yeah. It's very messy. Yeah, yeah I it's, feel the same way. Mm. Especially because, again, if the whole point is like he feels something for maybe killing Joker, maybe not killing Joker. Yeah. If the Joker's alive, then this whole point, this whole book is pointless. Yeah. Then, um, <laughs> then you have a chance of saying, "I know what you did. I know your secret." It's like, well, what secret did he accidentally kill the Joker, or did it took me a while? Did to he kill his or parents? Did he kill or? his parents, or what? What's going yeah. on here? What I is Enchantress no. doing? I don't know. Yeah, what's Constantine just, doing? I don't know. What does Zatanna actually do for yeah. him? Spoiler I don't what's know. The, what's the Zatanna whole doesn't do anything she just like summons the spirits of his of who 12, of i don't know like of his 12 year old young, self? young actually i'm Bruce. not sure what zatanna does that i'm trying to remember not only that there's a site there's this also scene where constantine puts his hand to zatanna she's like come on love give, oh, give it a go yeah and, Did not and then appreciate batman's that. like are you threatening her i'm like hold up With my batman's like i'm home better get naked Oh. Not going to talk to Alfred about this, even though I was calling for his help. Yeah. It's like, hold up. Are, what are you doing as Zatanna there, Constantine? All right, so. That'll yeah, do yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I'll tell you what. Look, like, If the art wasn't as good, then this book would be mm. like, uh, whatever. But like, 
it's worth checking out for the art. It not, is really not, not, into the, the not in the Harley Quinn yeah. interaction, except for like the only part I think in the whole Harley Quinn interaction I like is when she says, do that again. And he hesitates and she's like, do it. Kill me. I don't want to be in this world if he's not here. Yeah. 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 And that's the only part that I think has any value. And then everything gets stupid. Swamp yeah. Thing's cool. All right. Swamp Thing is right. That's about it. Next week's book club is... Our special guest, Marty. Next week's book club, we have our friends Marty and Sam Sullivan coming back on the podcast Hell with yeah. us. We are talking about Sonic the Hedgehog next week. Oh my and God, Ben, are you ready? We have given Marty and Sam the opportunity to pick our next book club. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. We are doing the DC Young Animal crossover, Milk Wars. Oh my God. Oh, guys, this is going to be hard because you're going to need to know a lot of continuity that, oh, this is great, Milkman Man. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys might want to read some uh, Doom Patrol. We'll do our best. You might really need to read Doom Patrol first. Okay. So Milk Wars. Did they read all that stuff? I have no idea, but they picked it. Oh, man. This is going to be interesting. I'm excited. As Sparks mentioned, uh, next week is our review of Sonic the Hedgehog, the live action film starring Sonic and Dr. Eggman. Jim Carrey. His name is Dr. Eggbotic. Eggers. Robert Eggers directed The Witch. Um, excuse me. He is the Eggman. That's coo-coo, what he is. Cuckoo, cut you. As we said before, uh, Mark Guggenheim. Uh, we have a schedule, so, so we'll, uh, stay tuned for that. And our Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order review is up now on the main feed. Ben, Yay. would you say that the Eggman has the master plan? Okay, my laptop's about to die, so let's do Come this. Come on, Ben. You got to answer him, yes or no? No, I'm not going to. You're not going to satisfy him? He's coming from Sonic Adventure 2. There, it's, plugs it's and Eggman's. gags, Ben. Plugs and gags. We got some plugs. All right, plugs. <laughs> what about some gags? <laughs> no I'll gags. Gag you. No gags right now. No oh, ga- there oh. you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, we have a YouTube page. Um, you can check out the link in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a series going on right now. My series, Fake Nerds Watch. Star Trek Picard. We're up to episode three. God. And it is definitely a TV show. Um, really? Oh man, we Michael and I both agreed the last two episodes not great. That's a bummer. That's ten. It's ten. So it's no, it, I it know, but up. it can pick up. I mean, I, we watch shows that all the episodes are good, so yeah. like it sucks. Yeah. Um. So I'm doing that with uh, Michael Carls of the Dynamite Nerdy Podcast. Subscribe to his channel as well. Um. We just recorded a third episode. I'll give that to you, Sparkles. And uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, uh, we have a series based on arcade mm-hmm. with a series Sonic Mania. Yep, look at that Sonic, going Sonic. Right now. Lots of Sonic. Guys. All the Sonic. Try to get Sonics. a big, 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 big shout out for the new movie this week. Spoilers: the episode's already recorded, so you have time. I'm definitely gonna edit that. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm doing it. We are a Funko affiliate. Use the promo code Shop10 for 10% off your purchase by clicking the link in our description as well. We also have a Patreon and a T Public. If you want to support us financially, please do. Um, that would be great. That would be great. Uh, great help. A link in the description down there as well. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, there is no show without you, as I always say. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci for our theme music and interim music. You can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Uh, he, has a, he has a podcast as well called Suburban Proctologist. Uh, you can find that on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola for doing our logos and being just an all around cool dude. You can find him at Mike Matola. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, we are also at Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks? <laughs> I'm going to see Birds of Prey multiple times in theaters, and I'm never going to stop at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan. I'm also that, but I'm also 
Uh, congratulations to Parasite for winning Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, Best International Film, and Best Picture. That was my favorite movie last year. Hell yeah. I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Follow me on Twitch and YouTube. Ben. You can find me rolling around in Speed of Sound. I got places to go. I got to find my way home at BedMaga27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, you can find me writing about uh, rolling old Rolling sc- around at the oh Speed my God. of Sound. Oh my God. You seriously know that song? Is that I Sonic? Yeah, yeah, Cityscape. So, uh, Sonic Adventure 2, first level in the Hero Adventure. Spark showed it to me. Got it. Oh. Oh, thank you for that, Brandon. Got Thank places you. to go. Oh, I'm proud of you for that. Gotta one. follow oh, my rainbow. rainbow. Oh, rainbow. Have you played a Sonic game? No. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> As I was saying, you can also wow little, the little, cats. Little nuggets of truth. <laughs> you can also find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Uh, latest article. Latest in article in the description. <clears throat> uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys. Stay Perry, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs>